Hey guys, what's up? This is Aaron Plessinger, and you guys are listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Robbie Wageman, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Moto X Pod Show, starring Darkseid, his co-host Scotty, sometimes TJ. What's up, everybody? We're back. Another episode of the Moto X Pod Show. We got a full house tonight. If you guys are watching on YouTube... This week, it's episode 227, brought to you by our title sponsor, as always, Cherubies USA, which for decades, Cherubies USA has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories. Their products that fit perfect, look great, and last, the Cherubies has what you need. They're proud sponsors of Factory KTM, Kawasaki, and many more. Whether it's full plastic kits, individual pieces, hand guards, chain guides and sliders, or anything else they offer, visit CherubiesUSA.com and support our title sponsor. Follow them on Instagram. Always let them know you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show, and fully, if you're paying attention, I need a set of plastic for that 22YZ250. I'll be getting pretty soon. Got graphics coming. Need some plastic. Race Tech Suspension, also on board as our co-title sponsor. They are the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Race Tech products include award-winning gold valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the USA. Race Tech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. One of our guests in studio tonight, he, he's real close to making his first night main event, and he probably would have if he'd been on Race Tech. I'll let you, re- I'll let you rebut in a minute, young son. <laughs> Visit racetech.com for more info and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Also on board, as always, Fly Racing, X Brand Goggles, Works Connection, Torque One Racing, R Jerky, the Wageman Brothers Jerky Company. They uh, sent me some p- pictures this weekend. Some of our listeners re- used the promo code ordered some jerky i had stacks of it for pulp last night and for uh well i was gonna say i actually was eating some during supercross this weekend but i we'll talk about in a minute in a minute too i did not watch the race live but also on board berm lords graphics and jersey id you guys need some graphics for your bike need your jerseys lettered those guys can hit you up or help you out graphics at bermlords.com also shock socks williams moto works extreme colors helmet painting blood lubricant oils power band racing and true fusion sports all on board Episode 227 night, Stack Show. Zach Osborne's going to come on. Hunter Lawrence is going to come on. He's about ready to get back to some West Coast 250 racing. We've got Logan Carr now on, along with his title sponsor for Indianapolis, Hannah Ray. She's going to jump on during that a little bit. And then in studio, as I mentioned, our uh, co-host son, Doc Smith, sitting in studio. Been trying to get his first night uh, main event. He's hanging out, so if you guys are watching on YouTube, he's gonna. we're going to talk about your, your racing here in a minute. Oh, it should be fun. Yeah, it's going to be good. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about what we expect out of you for the next one. But also in, in, uh, in studio, Tyler Sutter, you're back. What's up, man? Thanks for on? having me again. Yeah, it's good to have a full studio. Should make the interviews go well. A lot of different um, thought processes, probably, and different types of questions, hopefully. And, of course, as always, Scotty, 
Scotty T. Hey, I got a challenge for you. I can uh, rely on you to be here. What's yeah, that? I'm here. Maybe. Apparently, I'm always late, but I'm, no, but I'm not here. late. You're but just I'm like here. two minutes early, which yeah. by the time we get ready, you're late. But it's not late. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. So I got a challenge for you. Okay. Accepted. Uh, okay. Uh, he accepted you, before you the two, even the knew. Two, the, once you get the bike, the 250. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I want to see if you can never put your own dime into that bike, because so far you haven't paid, haven't put a penny into it. Oh, my own dime. Yeah, um, like, mm, I don't think that happened. I don't close? think so. I bet you can get close. Yeah, I don't know because I'm going to ask Andy Gregg for a guts racing seat cover, and I don't know that he'll give me one. He's, I mean, he might, but uh, I don't know. Those things yeah. are necessity though. And fuel. I mean, well, you mean the parts, like extra parts, like yeah, add-ons. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, there's some things I want. Like, maybe that, like you obviously you're gonna have to buy a couple of air filters. You may you may not even have to buy those. Uh, speaking of, I, I might have a hookup on. Uh, See, that's what I'm saying. Pro, I pro think filter, you can do this. Pro filter from uh, the math side. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe test, we're gonna maybe. test your test your clout. We'll see what we can do. A uh, lot to talk about tonight. Uh, just coming off indie, we've got we're gonna talk to Doc. We're gonna talk to these riders. I'm trying to think about some other. Uh, the, the title sponsor for Logan, that's an interesting thing. I'm sure you guys listen to Pulp. So we're going we're gonna to get into that a little bit without getting into – we're not going to get into the OnlyFans side of what she does. We're just going to kind of get into the business side of her helping Logan and how that came about. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Scotty, what have you been up to, man? Oh, you know, just another day in the life. Just getting ready for the show and just, you know, I haven't been able to ride much lately because – I feel that. Yep. You know, couldn't tell you the last time I read budget remember. racing problems. Yeah. I got a little oil leak. I haven't gotten fixed yet, but always uh, got bike issues. I can't. I buy a new bike that's supposed to not have these issues, and I still find issues. Super glue and duct tape. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Got to have that in your toolbox. Well, I just, what I've been doing is just let it run. A little bit of oil drips out, and I just top her off before I go back out again. And, you know, just let her rip. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of oil, before we get into this too much, we did a couple contests last week. Uh, the winner of the Instagram reposted the, the Barracuda line of oil for blood lubricants. That's Josh Childers. He's the, the winner. We picked him. So we'll get you four quarts of oil sent over, Josh. If you're on YouTube, or actually just DM me uh, on Instagram if you can, or email us, motoxpodshow at gmail.com, and tell me what weight oil you want. We'll get four quarts sent out to you. And I need, I'll need an address. I feel like you've won before, and we probably have it on file somewhere. But just resend it. So congratulations to Josh Childers. We still have the ongoing name, the head, at the end of the table because we only got one entry into that. So go to MotoXPodShow at gmail.com if you guys are watching YouTube now or later. And we want you to name the head. And we we're going to give something away from it? a Cherubis. What's that, Doc? You want me to grab it? He might might be on camera. I don't know what. I don't uh, know they what can angle. see it right now. Yeah, yeah. it's on. So I, I did it last week. The, I showed it up. What was the entry? You oh yeah, I was supposed to look that up. Um, here in a second, while you guys are talking, I'll look it up. But if you know me at all, I cannot multitask. So if I looked it up right now, I'm not going to be talking. So we'll we'll hold off on that. But we're going to do another week on that. And if nobody else enters, then I guess it goes to the the one entry. But they'll get something from a Cherubis. So and then we got to give. We we did the. Blood lubricants, bike wash, right, on blood wash. What is it? Screw that up. Blood bath on YouTube last week. Yep. And our guy, Jake Curry, donated that to he, another. They were actually talking about that and making sure Desi, he was making sure Desi got his. I haven't sent it out yet, guys. I'm a little bit behind on that kind of stuff because I'm busy. And as I mentioned a minute ago, I started to mention Supercross last Saturday night. I did not 
eat beef jerky, our jerky while watching the race because I was at a concert. I didn't watch the race until like 1 a.m. after the race or after the concert. Sorry. And I, I'm going <laughs> to, Scotty, I'm going to miss it again this week too because I'm going to be at another concert Saturday night. So no press conference for me again. Yeah. Do you want me to almost spoil it again this week too? Yeah, do not. No. <laughs> Did I, I you do that? Much, I, like I shut, shut all my uh, notifications off and like I just looked at the end of the night and I had like two or 300 texts and hundreds of, you know, mentions or whatever and social. I was like, yeah, I'm just not looking at it until after I watch the race. So welcome to my world. I have to watch every weekend like that. Cause that I'm always at work. Sucks. I can't get, I get off but of it was work a good concert. Yeah. What you just saw clutch, right? Clutch. They kicked yeah. ass. Yeah. I saw like, I heard the advertisement for that and I was like, I know I know that band. And then they yeah. played that one, that song. I was like, Oh, that's them. Right, yeah. Cool. They're good. This, this weekend, Friday, I'm going to see Candlebox at oh, the same good, place in Tyler. Yeah, that's I've been there once. I went there for new year's. That's pretty, Dude, they pretty got cool. Big little, bands coming to this yeah, place. Now, it's like huge. Black Label Society is coming in uh, like three weeks. That's huge. I mean, that, band. that they usually play like American, not American airlines, but they play, um, theaters. Yeah. So that's crazy. Well, now that we don't have uh, clicks anymore, clicks would get those bands. So yeah, it's cool to I see the, the same people, same Booker, because they're getting I, yeah, really good bands. I, something's going on, but yeah, that but, that I've been to that place. That place is massive. Yeah. So, but I'm going to Dallas to the old Gas Monkey Bar and Girl place or whatever. My buddy Monty, who I've talked about on here, is, he's touring with Ministry right now, Corrosion and Conformity, and they're playing on sa- Saturday night. So I'm going to go down and see him, hang out. So anyway, I didn't understand the words that you just said. I just want to hear the Supercross talk. Missionary, what? Corrosion of conformity. Oh, okay, cool. Man, they're killers. Whatever, you guys suck. Okay, Doc, how you been, man? I mean, I'm I'm doing all right right now. <laughs> yeah, how's uh, your foot? The, the broken foot. Uh, just trying to keep her elevated, but there's not too much. You yeah, really your do girlfriend's in studio. She's off camera, but she said you got kind of out of hand, and she had to stomp on it. Oh, uh, yeah, totally, all the time. Yeah, they keep you in line. Yeah, when your dad's not around, somebody's got to do it. Yeah, I um. Yeah, I've been just trying to keep it up. There's not too much you can do for it. I, yeah. have, I have my chauffeur here. Trying, you try, tried to race, here, right? though, with it. That's pretty gnarly. Yeah, I mean, it, it hurts, but I'm just here to learn this year. So if I'm if yeah, I make it in, I'm clearly not here in. to make main events. Uh, oh, night shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, night, no, night yeah. shows. I keep saying main events, but yeah, night shows is what I meant. Yeah, you're not even not even getting that far. Jesus. Why uh, do you even bother? Why do I even bother? Because I'm all learning. The, love of the, the, hey, love of the much, game, man. You know how much money... TJ has wasted on this kid. It, well, oh, it's all why away. is he hey, not making nice shows? Hey, he How got, hard can it be? He gave, us, he gave him opportunity to mention us on Race Day Live, so it was worth hey, all I'm, of it. I'm getting... My, my, my sponsors are getting a lot of screen time, <laughs> yeah, though. Yeah. They, thanks to Daniel Blair, Dan Hubbard, those guys, yeah, we're definitely li- giving your whole sponsor list. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I wanted to ask you. I talked to your dad on the phone, and he said that you, like, pain doesn't register to you the same way it does. Like, you sometimes you don't uh, know, as you heard, like... Are you a superhero? Like if, if something <laughs> if something hurts for me, I'm like, okay, it's probably broken. Like, like if, I don't feel that's small weird. Pain. What do you I, know? What it pinched, is? I feel it, but it's something like like a deep pain, like bones. I don't feel it unless it's like like I bone bone, bone bruise. I don't feel. Is that like a is there a probably condition for that or just a retard like, lack of nerves? Just, I'm just full like messed up in the head. So. <laughs> There's got to be like a actual. Like medical explanation yeah, like a neurological, for it. Like, like that, that pathway is just closed off at this point. Hey, man, that's a good uh, quality to have as a I don't professional know. motocross rider. Yes and no. Like, yeah. you, you might hurt yourself worse I, if you go out and ride and don't realize something's hurt. I remember seeing, uh, you know, I remember seeing Jason Langford let name drop. It was way back in like 2002. He was riding the 
the, the, some super mini class, and he literally like had a cast on. You could see his toes. Like he, he had a full <laughs> cast on his toes, and he beat everybody by like thirty seconds. Dude, it was like how about Josh Demuth? Yeah, he used to do stuff like that. He's too. only got one leg, and he yeah. still rips and beats people all the time. <laughs> That's crazy. I watched him win A class races with one leg. Yeah, it's yeah. wild. It's nuts. That's called talent. Which riding that old we do not have. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sick. Uh, okay, so we got a lot to talk about. Let's get into indie just a little bit. Let's start with Jason Anderson, Justin Barsha, Tyler. Where do you stand, man? Was that what? How do you feel? Just short description. How do you feel about that pass? I or feel attempted pass. Well, it was a pass, I guess. Because if it's anybody else in the field that makes that pass, other than Anderson or Barsha, it's clean. Nobody says anything because it hasn't been made a thousand times before. But since it's Bam Bam, it's escalated a little bit. Okay, because we saw that exact same pass in the two fifty main event where Hunter. That wasn't the same pass, in my opinion. But okay, but same scenario. Both just of them. About. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. say mine. Scotty, I just I just love how like uh, Barsha just was like completely sideways, going the wrong way on the track, and was like, oh yeah, no, that was that wasn't on purpose, my bad. Well, I guess that I, <laughs> and I missed the press conference because I was at a concert, as I said. But apparently, he was like once again like frustrated when people asked him about it. He's like, what are you talking about? It's just good racing. So thoughts, it's, clean it's or like dirty? The, clean it, or dirty? Um, unnecessary. Just, just uh, yeah, just kind of like yeah, what are you doing? Just kind okay. of. Doc, you race professionally. Maybe on both sides. I rode the track, so yeah. I understand like how that corner was and everything. That was that was clean. Like he literally did, he didn't come in and hit him. Barsha did not hit Anderson. Anderson rode into Barsha because he was going the wrong direction. <laughs> he wasn't. He didn't hit his but front tire. The, the race track went the breaks. other way. He was sliding this way, wasn't he? He didn't As hit him so, like this. Like he didn't start sliding until they were about to hit. He was going the wrong freaking direction. I don't care. Turn. It was clean. It was clean. A block pass is fine. Anderson should be able if to look up and see in the right hit the direction. The McAdoo one was bull crap too. <sighs> look at the there's pictures somewhere I saw a picture today. Where it looks like McAdoo's just going to ride back to the gates. That's how far, like, <laughs> he is a 180 degrees almost pointed the wrong direction. So let me it, jog I your memory. I don't like it. So what about, what year was that? When Dino and Eli were battling for the title in 250s. They made, that's what ended Dean, ruined Dino's shoulder that year. That is a good could, comparison. I'd have to see it again. I don't like it if you don't freaking turn the bike. Turn the bike and then get, if you're if you got a wheel on him, and you can block pass them by. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I don't like it when you're not turning until like the very. I just don't like it. Like you're. Steve kept saying last night, and I'm gonna. This will be a discussion on the wrap up tomorrow. But he kept saying, "Well, Jason could have went right or left, and yeah, he could have. But I feel like Barsha would have still cleaned him out if he had went left. Barsha would have just kept going. Could have hit his brakes though. Anderson could have hit his brakes. I don't know. I Literally, don't like it. Because Barsha would have like kept going. Yes. So Anderson could have hit his brakes and cut inside of Barsha. Yeah, he could have. So, I, I, But like, he shouldn't have had to. It's just racer. Like, I don't mind him having to hit his brakes if Barsha turns and gets in front of him. I feel like I feel like Barsha's like the... If there's, there's a there's a family guy scene where it's got James Wood and they're, and they're trying to trap him and they just lay out a bunch of pieces of candy. Did you trap him in a box? He's ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. I feel like when Barsha sees the slightest bit of an inside, he's like, ooh, piece of candy. Well, and then he goes, oh, I shouldn't eat that candy. Like, No, I don't think he ever says that. Well, and when you're right. I don't know why the hand went up. I don't think he was sorry at all or thought it was anything wrong with it other than he fell. I, I don't even know. When I, you're riding that track, like when you hit that triple, 
Yep. It almost like you turn left a little bit to go to the berm. Okay. So if you hit to the right, there was like you're just slamming on the brakes to try to turn. Around. Well, that's what you got to do. If I mean, he was side. The, Sorry. the weird well, thing okay, to me. You're also like they're searching and trying to pass someone when they're half a second faster or slower. It was too, so like okay. Let me let me also say this. If it was the last two laps, especially the last lap, I'd be more okay with it for like a win. But I don't remember how far into that race they were because it was like 175 laps, <laughs> and it was not very far into that race. It, pass them somewhere else. Like, I just didn't, I don't like it. I, I, I think, again, I'm not against bar banging. I'm not against making contact, but you need to be pointing in the same fucking direction. Sorry, I'm, I mean, my language. <laughs> I, I thought that, um, that Barsha pretty much gave the win to Tomac when that happened overall. Hmm. Because, like, like you think he just kind of backed it down because he was like, oh, no, crap. No, 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 no. I'm saying, like, when, Barsha took Anderson out. That, yeah. That kept Barsha and Anderson oh. from pushing forward to yeah, try yeah. to be there with Tomac. I hear you. So it yeah, kind of... They weren't cat and mouse in like, each other very much. No. They were pushing forward together. Yeah. Oh. Kind of like you got I, I you gotten in trouble I at school, like but your I'm, parents haven't picked you up yet, so you haven't really gotten in trouble yet, <laughs> yeah. but you know it's coming. Yeah. I, I wasn't a fan of it. I just... I, I don't know. Like, again, you know, we've seen passes... Uh, like Eli and Marvin a few years ago, you know, and that was pretty kind of dirty, but at least they were at the bikes. If Barsha looks like he's actually trying to turn before the contact, same with McAdoo. McAdoo was not trying to turn. He was trying to cut off Jet, hoping Jet would clip him or have to brake check, and then he turned. I don't like that. Like, turn and go ahead and squeeze over in front of him. But Now, one thing I will say, did you see what Jet did? Jet checked up yeah. and cut underneath them. Sure. He's thinking in his head. He was like, yeah, okay, this saying, person's going to be on the inside of me. Jason so should have been more Jason aware. Jason should have been more aware. And then this would never have came up. It would have just been like, oh, my goodness, you see that move Jason just did to not get cleaned I, out? I wish I had been in the press conference because I think I would have actually – I've fantasized almost like I had this in my, play through my head a few times. If I had been able to ask Justin, I would have probably said that was – you know. I would have got myself on spy moto or whatever if they, <laughs> if they were still doing that because I'd be like, no, that was BS. I do. I'm very adamant that I didn't. I didn't think that was a good attempt at a pass at all. I don't like it. I've said that 75 times now, and I'll probably say it 50 more tomorrow night. So anyway. I will say that precedence that of the th- things that have happened throughout this season is what made that a bigger deal than it really oh, was. Yeah. And why is Anderson always involved in it? <laughs> He's, he's well, I mean, he does. I mean, he does give it. Speed he does kind of there. ride that way too. He tags people all the time. Well, that's he kind of ran. I don't know if I'd have to watch, go back and watch. I don't know if they made contact when Anderson passed Bam Bam, but he definitely ran him high. And it's like when you pass Bam Bam, you don't don't push him up in yeah. the tough blocks. That's, that's mistake number one because then you're <laughs> gonna get that reaction out of him. He's done that twice this season. Yeah. He did a it did it a a one. So. You guys want to talk about Devin Raper and Alex Ray? It's been talked about, but. You guys want to touch on it? I just want to say congratulations to them for actually taking body shots and not head shots because normally people just swing <laughs> at the helmet and I never understand. Really call hands? It? Th- those were terrible. They, they weren't punches. good body shots, but at least they yeah. weren't swinging well, uh, at helmets. What it looked like to me is Raper pretty much just grabbed A-Ray's helmet and, 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 and yeah, they never... I mean, Raper's a pretty big dude. Yeah, like, he's, he's heavy. He's, and he's I feel like A-Ray probably could have held his own, but he was just like holding on to him like a like a dog with a collar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he kind of talked about that last night, which he said he hadn't got to that part yet. Um, yeah, it, it was sort of funny once you knew they were okay. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I was texting Alex about it, and uh, the, the fact that he was okay, the way as hard as Polly hit him. Oh, yeah. I was, unbelievable. I talked to Polly after the race because I was like over there because I 
Josh Cartwright rode home with me. Yeah. And um and that man looked banged up like that. That he took a hard hit. Yeah. The man flipped over the bars <laughs> so hard. Look ahead. I mean I agree. Uh, Dude, that's something I've said like on again watching the race on Twitter. I'm like, these guys that's one of the main things I was taught, right? Elbows up in our day, always elbows up and look, look ahead. ahead. Yeah. And you see this all the time where other riders get plowed in the whoop at the end of the whoops. I'm like, how do you not see that? There, there's just times you can't move over. I like just, the, there was, can you come out of that corner? There's ruts and all the way up just the face. that track, but just in general, yeah. it happens a lot where you see somebody that's down and they're getting hit. I'm like, like you had ten seconds. Like look ahead, or a guy's tipped over in a corner, right? A left hander, right hander doesn't matter. And the next guy, five seconds later, comes through and takes the same rut and just plows right into him. Like, are you like are you riding like me? Because I look straight down at the rut. I don't look ahead because I feel like I'm going to crash. Like, you should be more talented than that. Look ahead. How do you not see that guy in the corner 40 feet in front of you? How do you not see him laying there? Yeah, I don't know about the corner situation. Granted, I've kind of... Was like there a flag like out in the right spot? I didn't see that. I don't part. think I didn't there was a flag angle. out yet when Polly came over. Yeah, well, well, no, that's they said on swap, that's Paul, uh, A-Ray, and then they were like... Polly jumped up and he was just like, the flagger's not doing his job. The flagger's not doing... Yeah. That's what he said. That's what they were saying on that when I was yeah. listening to it, so... And that one, again, right, that jump was right out of the corner, right? Right out of the corner. Yeah, you so, have ruts coming right out of it. Like, if he, you're in a rut in the corner, you're hitting that Polly, rut. Polly, I don't know that I can totally blame that one on him because he was going the other direction ahead of time. He'd have to see it out the, the right side of his vision. While hitting whoops. While trying to make a corner and probably, what, seat bouncing, I'm assuming, that, that double? Yeah, you kind of just pop over. So, it, yeah. yeah so, I mean, I think that's a tough one. But it definitely happens a lot where these guys tag each other and I'm well, like I don't know what you're thinking and Polly wasn't the only one that did it there was some Yamaha that did it right behind him yeah oh yeah just, been, just uh, barely got through yeah you're yeah. right you're right yeah yeah I, I don't know that that's really completely on Polly. it was just a crazy set of circumstances and really lucky all those guys walked away pretty really okay smoked yeah yeah uh oh backpedal a little bit uh Jake had a good point. He said, uh, "If the re- the roles were reversed, Anderson would have done the same thing." Oh, I don't disagree. I still wouldn't have liked it. I think Anderson would have been like, docked. Would you like it? I, would you like it less or like it? No, it's the same. I don't think it's a. I don't like it. Turn. It's a fucking turn. Turn. <laughs> All right. Okay. Turn and a turn. Do you understand? Turn, yeah, no, I got you. Turn. I, I didn't do it. I, I, I'm just was watching on the TV. Watch on the couch, man. <laughs> And this rant has been brought to you by Race. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they already pay for another rant. So. Uh, um, we're going west. We're going back west, man. We get to see our 250 guys back. Christian Craig, Michael Moseman, Hunter Lawrence, who's going to be on here in a little bit. It's going to be a ruddy West Coast track. Seattle, hell, maybe flooding. You never know in Seattle. Uh, yeah. I'd, I've never really liked the Seattle track. It's how, I'm always saying. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it either, but I'm just glad to get it. I'm kind of... It's been enough enough of a break. I'm ready to get back and see some Christian ride. It's been too long and see those, you know, our boy Moe's. And it, I'm, I'm kind of excited, man. I wish it was a shootout. Like, I feel it's time for a, a showdown. Yeah. I feel like it's time for a showdown, which I think I f- is next week. Yeah, I feel like yeah, pretty much that's the only thing left in this season that I'm really like, looking forward to because yeah. all the titles are kind of played out a little bit for the most part. So, I just I, that'll be cool. I well, think. I want to ask you guys, though, with this West Coast race coming up, uh, Christian's got a decent little lead. He doesn't have to go out and win. You think he plays it safe, uh, Scotty? I think 
I think playing is safe for him is he'll, he'll probably still get a good start. He'll probably ride around the lead. And then depending on what either Mose or Lawrence is doing, kind of maybe what pace they're running, kind of make that decision there. Like, am I going to, can I get, because I think his 90% is competitive with their maybe 100%. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he'll just kind of, kind of like what Eli did. Eli was, you could tell he was, Riding it in for a podium and just like when to get a podium, like oh, That's I'm, yeah, I'm going to win this race. To Eli yeah. right now, yeah, like, he, he's got a championship in his target. Yeah, I feel all like all he has to do is not do anything dumb, not have a bike break. Like yeah. really, don't don't have. And, and I, I, you're good. You should be good, Tyler. Where do you where do you fall on this? I think Seattle. Not a huge fan of it, but it does give us our best chance to maybe get some weather in this championship that might be able to at least add a little bit of drama back into it and give it some life. You yeah. know. If, you know, Eli breaks or Christian breaks, you know, something happens, break a chain, then at least then we're getting at least some type of championship battle to the end. Um, but truthfully, Christian's probably going to just cruise her on in because what is it, 24? Yeah, I, I didn't look. I, it's, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I have no clue. Yeah, after Hunter went down that last round, it was... Yeah, much, yeah, yeah, it's pretty much like done. The last time we saw Hunter, he was on the back of a. Yeah, bed. Hunter, Hunter is. Did he get? I don't even remember. Did he get hurt? One point behind Moseman. Did he get hurt? But from that bad, he said he didn't. He get said he was hurt. okay, but I think he was just banged up. Okay, so yeah. he's probably he's, he's perfect good to timing. Go uh, what about you, Doc? Yeah, um, I don't think Craig will back it down. Like honestly, I'm the same way. Like when I back it down is whenever I make more mistakes. Yeah, I've heard. So that. he's just gonna ride. He'll probably just ride up his normal whatever race pace is for him. Hit every, I'll hit all his lines right and just bring it in. If that's a first place, great. If that's a third, then just need to work on it for next weekend. Like yeah, or for the next race for him. All right, we got two more things before we go to our first break. Two fifty winners. We just talked about the top three. Could be you know somebody else could win. Tyler, who wins Seattle two fifty? Uh, with Christian probably cruising. I'm going to say Hunter. I think Hunter comes out firing. Yeah, Doc. I'm still confident on Christian winning it. Scotty? Um, I I would like... Hunter's my favorite rider in that coast. I do like to see what Christian's doing, but I think the break will probably be the most beneficial to uh, Moseman. That's I think you. I'm I, picking. I think he had... He had we know we talked to him at Arizona. He's like, there's not really many things had gone right for him yeah. that season. He was still staying competitive. So I think the break hopefully did a lot for him, and I can see him kind of just coming out and... And then get in front of Christian, and then you know that Christian's just going to kind of mail it in. I can see Moe's easily winning it. Okay, that's who I'm going with. But, um, so I looked up the email. Roger Gould is the guy that named the head so far, mm-hmm. and his name was Babyface from Toy Story. That's the head that was on the spider Oh, legs. yeah, that's cool. So that's the only one we've got so far, and if we don't get more before next weekend, then I guess it's Babyface. But, I wonder uh, if we could get like a little metal-looking, what is his? Put some spider legs on it? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, that's what we got so far. Uh, the other thing is, I, I mentioned a couple weeks ago that I wrote my first article for the magazine, uh, and it's out. That is my first article in print. So you didn't you get are, you didn't get a little picture in the bottom. No, if you guys are the YouTube that the magazine's here, out. let so me hear. Do it again. This month's article is out. I've got another one coming out. Well, I'll be doing it every month now, but I was pretty excited about that. It's first first article in print in Racer X. Whole page, man. Yeah, man. Ten, ten minutes with. So, pretty stoked. Looks Kyle like it's like kind of at the back of the magazine, though. Well, it's a small thing. <laughs> deal hole. Just wait till I take Weech's job. Oh. <laughs> after I take Steve's job. Is, you're all, uh, Dark Side's on the rise. Buy, buy stock now. 
trying to yeah you better get on board now hey i'm i'm sitting in the chair over here can for, I buy for you now on you that are. Crypto, for can now. get some on that cryptocurrency app that they keep promoting on Supercross? I'm out on that stuff. Oh. It's over my head. I don't understand I just, it. I wanted to know if there was a dark side crypto. You know, not yet. Maybe. Hey, let's let's do that. Let's start that. There you go. You're you get on that, Tyler. No clue how. Me either. <laughs> Commercial break. We'll be back with Zach Osborne. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Anticon. I'm here to tell you about. Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, PLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to Aturbis usa.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo Senya. Hey dad, great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal, but thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggle. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to best dress, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. And for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then you. If you're looking for top quality hard parts, you need to visit Torque One Racing. Torque One Racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the Moto X Pod Show. Find the flow with Torque One Racing handlebars, levers, shifters, brake pedals, and grips. Torque One Racing is the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show, so support those who support us. Visit TorqueOneRacing.com and order your Defy Lock On Grips today. All right, our first guest of the night is brought to you by Fly Racing. What else would it be brought to you by? Fly Racing has been developing and innovating its gear line since 1998. And Fly Racing is the only choice if you want the best. Just ask current riders like Zach Osborne, RJ Hampshire, Damon Bradshaw, Justin Brayton, Carson Mumford, and many more. Check out your local dealerships and ask for Fly Racing, as well as the endless list of products offered by WPS. Tonight, Fly Racing brings us Zach Osborne. What's up, buddy? How's it going, guys? It's going good, man. Good to talk to you. It's been a little bit. Yeah, thanks for having me. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, it's like I, I didn't know if, you know, now that you're semi-retired, you'd just be like, you know what? I don't want to do media anymore. I'm done, except for Pulp, probably. Nah, come on. I'm not that guy. You know that. <laughs> so, man, you uh, you just signed a two-year deal as the Husqvarna brand ambassador. Like, how's that feel? Because, you know, Steve kind of talked about the issues at Husky there right at the end where you, you thought you were going to get re- you didn't know how the situation was going to go with the contract, but it sounds like you guys are good and you're, uh, you're fully on board. Yeah, we're, uh, we're moving forward. I'm stoked to have worked something out with Husky and, uh, be a part of it for a couple of years here. Um, I think we have a really cool little schedule put together and, um, and there's, you know, I think people are going to be stoked about it. 
what is when they say brand ambassador? You know, you hear this all the time with RV and McGrath, and I mean that means you're, you're going to do events, you're going to do different rides. I would assume ride all the different bikes for media coverage. Like, what all does it entail? Uh, pretty much exactly what you just said. Um, and then on top of that, I'm going to be doing um, like corporate events, like dealer shows, and um, you know, just sales meetings and that kind of stuff, um, just to be a face for the brand, basically. Uh, also. You know, I'm going to do some some racing. Nothing really like what I would say is super high level. I'm going to do some GNCCs, but most likely only in the sportsman class. And um, just a, a little bit of a different schedule. I'm going to do uh, a couple of J days up in the Northeast, a couple of West Coast races like West Coast Hair Scrambles or uh, whatever we decide. The Colorado 600. Um, yeah, I'm going to do end up doing about 15 races. It seems 10 or 15 races. So I'm looking forward to to making it happen and. Uh, just kind of getting getting to know people outside of just Supercross and Motocross on a professional level, you know. That's awesome, man. I love that for you. That's yeah. It's, I'm really happy that you found something like that. You know, I mean, and you kind of you could tell you had a passion for, uh, you know, working with and training with RJ and kind of coaching a little bit, and you're helping Jack. And we're gonna get to all that in a minute. But it's cool that you found something that really seems to fit you. Yeah, and it does. You know, it, it's kind of like the the dream or goal position when you're done right like you get to transition into something for the company where um you still get to ride and you get cool bikes and all the all the things um but not not racing you know 30 weekends a year grinding four days a week on the motorcycle and and all the all the stuff that goes with that so uh, i'm super grateful to have had that chapter but i'm also stoked to move on to a new a new chapter with husky and um with everyone involved with, with my little program that we're going to build up over the next couple of years. And uh, hopefully we can make an impact and just, you know, like I said, people be stoked on it. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to change the topic here a little bit. So I've been watching a lot of the MXGP, they, their season's getting going and it just, it just has such a different look to it than our outdoors do. And I know that I've been thinking a lot about how the production rule probably plays a big part in just the, you know, they have so many different things that they can do with their bikes. And I just kind of wanted your firsthand experience on how much of a difference that that rule makes on the different bikes and like what you kind of see maybe causing that different look as it appears. Um, well, I mean, as long as everybody's on the production rule or the not production rule, I don't think it's a huge, you know, advantage slash disadvantage unless somebody stumbles across cross something that's just unbelievable which at this day and time um and the technology and stuff that everyone has on both sides of the water in both situations with production and um works rules i I don't think that there's any major you know huge difference across the board as far as technology or, or bikes go um but as far as like looking, what what do you mean by that? I don't know. It just it when I watch it, I guess it maybe it's a lot to do with the tracks. I just feel like it just it just doesn't look this this. I mean, it's still the same. It's motocross racing, but it it just looks different. I mean, it looks a lot more fluid and like they're doing a lot. You know, the, obviously the ruts about, and stuff like, how are different. The riders' technique it, and stuff. It just yeah. It just well, has yeah. such a it just it's, has such a different feel to it. And it's not yeah, as yeah. I think that so. Uh, Jake Nichols is a. a really fast British guy um, that I used to race in GPs and uh, British championship. And he, he absolutely hates like the, his, uh, his word for it is like the slot car tracks of America. So we battle on Instagram, you know, we're, we're actually good, good friends now or whatever, but uh, I'll send him a clip like, dude, look at this track. It's so sick. And it's like, 
Colorado from back in 2015 when it was just like <laughs> literally a slot car yeah. track. And he's like, that's terrible. Look at this. But to me, so a little bit of what we've lost here in the States and the reason that I believe personally that the tracks have to be ripped super deep and watered super heavy is because we've straightened our tracks out a lot for TV uh, purposes. I, I assume, I think that's the reason why they've straightened them out a lot. But like, if you go back to high point, like pre uh, pre new high point, like when the start was still uphill, there was so much off camera to it. And there was so much variation to the, the hills and everything that you didn't need the slot car type prep. But now that the tracks have gotten a lot straighter, also like Colorado is a lot straighter than it used to be a lot faster. And when you straighten them out like that, it's fine, except it's super fast. And in my opinion, when it's super fast, the injury rate goes up. So to keep the speed down and the technicality in it, you have to rip the tracks deep and you have to have that, that slot car ish feel if you want to call it that. So to me, Yes, I, I agree. Like the tracks like Trentino and like Argentina. Argentina looks like one of my worst nightmares to ride, by the way. I've never had to race there and I'm yeah. so grateful because it is it looks so sketchy. But they the tracks are not ripped as deep and they're still rough, but they have a lot more turns and a lot more camber and a lot more variation in the track. Whereas here everything's gone to where it's so straight that like I said, we have to have that that slot car feel. So I get what you're saying with, with the look and um, I do agree, but to, to bring that look here, we have to kind of go backwards a little bit uh, with our tracks to kind of, you know, even all that out because to me they're, they're just too fast if you don't have those ruts and stuff. Yeah. It makes sense. I never would have thought of like this. Well, yeah, that's yeah. why I asked. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to change subject. That's, on that's solely my opinion. Like that's what I think. You know, just having ridden the tracks kind of, let's say, the way they were back in the day, not right. really, but, you know, e even within the last seven years, I feel like they've changed a, a whole, whole lot as far as lap times go. If you look at Redbud back in the day, you know, now it goes down the hill one time up and then down the hill and into that tabletop. Back in the day, that section was like, you know, the track was three minutes and 30 seconds long and that section had like three or four turns yeah. up and down that hill that were like super cambered. So you take that away, then, then what do you have as far as technicality if you don't have the ruts? So that's just kind of what I've settled on at this point. I like it. Works for me. I don't know any better, Zach. I, I mean, yeah, I trust your opinion. Yeah, I trust your opinion way more than mine. <laughs> I'm going to change it up on you again. So I noticed you've been riding the 300 two stroke. So I kind of wanted to know why you chose that over maybe like the four stroke. You've been doing a little trail riding. If, do you see an advantage when you're doing, you know, on the trails with the two stroke versus the four stroke, or is it just kind of a personal choice? No, uh, actually it was the only bike that I've had for a while now. I have that and then a um, 450 Supermoto. So I had those from my last contract and uh, I just hadn't Husky and I were still working on a deal. So it was like, yeah, the only bike that I had that, uh, before I got new demos, which will be here soon. But, um, I actually was not that stoked on it at first. I, I'm not really a diehard two stroke guy, I wouldn't say. Um, and that one's a, a T TXI. So it's the TPI version of the, uh, Husqvarna TX off-road yeah. 300. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, 
I mean, I say this loosely, but it's quite slow compared to what I'm used to, you know, a factory yeah, 450 sure. I've ridden for the last three years. So, uh, it's, it wasn't, it was quite not really, it's still not really like fast enough. You know, I want to go faster, <laughs> like top speed, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. but I've enjoyed, I've really enjoyed riding it. I've got this, uh, the, there's a, um, get, uh, ECU and, uh, injection relocation that I put on it. And it's, it's an awesome bike. Like it's, it's a fun bike, like a couple, maybe eight, I guess it was maybe two months ago. Now I raced a trail race in Okeechobee and it was not, it wasn't tight. Like the trees weren't tight against you, but it was kind of windy, like super windy, um, through the trees. And it was just like, I could put it in third gear and just roll it on. And it was the perfect power. So I have come, come to really enjoy riding it. At first, I was like, man, I, I'm not a two-stroke guy at all. I don't have the, the corner speed to ride this thing. But the more I get used to it and, like, the more I've ridden into it, I, I quite enjoy it now. Yeah, the, the two-stroke talk's funny because I'm getting my 250 probably in the next month, I guess, from Kiefer. And I, too, or I also have no corner speed, Zach. It's not going to be pretty. I mean, that's the good thing about me having a 450 all these years is lack of talent, but all you got to do is point and shoot. <laughs> And makes up. Yeah, I'm gonna have to figure out how to like completely ride all over again. But I think that's why Chris has put me on two stroke is to find the fun again is what he says. Maybe that's the best deal he could get on a bike. I don't know, but <laughs> I'm kind of excited to get a two stroke because I really haven't rode one since '06 when I went to four strokes. So I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it really is. It's a fun bike. I enjoy riding it. Um, I would really like it. I think if I had it. Uh, let's say like in the mountains where I'm from in Virginia and there was some like techie little hill climbs, yeah. or, you know, some tighter woods or we were in a, a Creek section or something like that. It's, it's the ultimate for something like that. I think I haven't ridden it there, so I don't really, I can't really speak to it, but, um, from the, the riding that I have done on it, it just, it seems like that would be the ultimate place for it. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to start backing off the motocross stuff so much and maybe try to start trail riding with some buddies of mine and stuff like that. So I think the two strokes going to fit really well for that. That's kind of, my body's just not made for motocross anymore. And I don't know that I need to go out there and try to kill myself. And, you know, I'm getting kind of old. Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> uh, the, uh, you guys have actually a lot of, uh, good trail racing in, in Texas that I, I guess I never knew about, but, uh, watching Shorty's Instagram and stuff, he, he always posts that stuff and it yeah. looks awesome. Yeah. I'm looking forward to trying to get into that. What you got doc? Yeah. So I'm going to change it up on you again. Um, <laughs> we're doing like the, the roulette or the yeah. uh, wheel oh, yeah. of fortune. This is topic. I thought this was a, a podcast, not 21 questions. Oh, oh yeah. It wow. pretty much is. No, no, but, uh, I'm, I'm totally joking. <laughs> I love it. I, I, uh, I'm stoked to answer some different questions and that, uh, rut slot car track thing is a passion project of mine. So <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, um, I was pretty right, right next to Rise Unlimited out at Daytona and I saw you working with uh, Jack pretty heavy and everything like that, talking to him between each of the qualifyings and all that. And I just was curious what it's like from coming from the top of the sport, working with uh, a kid that's a little under the radar. Yeah, it's fun. Um, Jack, I, I've said it a million times and I'll, I would still say it, but I never had intentions to be a trainer, you know, like riding coach or mentor is, is one thing I, you, I definitely do enjoy that. And, um, I just never kind of saw myself being, let's say like, you know, the quote unquote trainer. 
Um, but the right opportunity came along with Jack. He's, he's a great kid. He has a great family. They're super committed. He has good equipment. Um, and I was riding at his place right before I retired. And they, when I did retire, they were like, hey, Jack actually, <laughs> he got himself in a little bit of hot water because he asked before he asked his parents. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I would love to sit down with you guys and talk and like, you know, kind of explain my head. And if, if everything works, then we can move forward. So then I was like, Hey, when are we, you know, when are we going to sit down or whatever? So then he asked his parents and they were like, well, you know, we're already spending all this money and, you know, we, uh, we want you to succeed, but like, where does it end? But anyways, we linked up and, um, he's a great kid, you know, needs no prodding, super motivated. I don't have, you know, it's not like I have to, if I give him something to do, he's going to do it. It's not like I have to worry about it or um, think about it if if he's doing it or not. So it's been a, a great, it's been fun for me to kind of share my knowledge. It's been uh, fun for him to learn, I think. And we try to, you know, I told my wife whenever I started, I was like, look, the main thing for me is like, I see all these guys become trainers and they forget their experiences. They forget the day that they were having a crappy day and they were behind and, they just couldn't turn it around and you know, they're still grinding it in their athletes. And I was like, I'm not going to be that guy. Like, I don't care if the guy's undertrained, we're not going to go down that road, you know? So, um, That's it's cool, been yeah. fun to kind of have to bite my tongue every now and then or, <laughs> um, yeah, whatever. But like, like I said, you know, with Jack, it's one thing, he's a, a great kid, great attitude, motivated. But like, if I had a group of, of kids who weren't, it would, really really take its toll on me so right this is a great little gig for me i don't know that i would ever take on another another training client it would have to be a really um just again a perfect situation where i felt good about it and i didn't have to you know be looking over somebody's shoulder all the time yeah that's smart that's fair um like one other thing with him like watching him and of course i'm at the races too and trying to qualify also but uh Watching him, he has like really, really good speed and everything like that. His his technique on the bike is great and everything. It just seems to be he's like can't really stay off the ground. I don't know if you are you are working on that with him or if it's just something that he's just got to figure out mentally. Well, it's something he's got to figure out mentally, right? Like we, you know, we have plenty of data to show that he's way better than you know not making the events on the weekends and and struggling the way he's struggling, which it's hard for me to watch because I, I know, you know, I know I'm on a personal level and I know how stressful what what's going on is for him. So I'm like, dude, if you, if you just like show up and let it happen one weekend, it'll be so easy. And you'll be like, Oh, I don't know why I've been stressing myself out and yeah. doing in like, uh, last weekend at, uh, Indy. uh where were Indy? Yeah. Sorry. I couldn't remember if it was Indy, Detroit, uh, last weekend at Detroit, he went out for the the third practice, well, the, the second time session, and like finally rode pretty good. You know, it was like sixth or seventh in the B practice, twenty something overall. Like just you know got in the got going in the right direction. But all day during the day, you know, during free practice, crashed three times. During the first time session, crashed a couple times, and like it, you know, that all starts to build on itself and the pressure he feels. And I'm like dude, you just got to like, let this go. So then he goes out in the third practice, rides great, has, you know, decent times, but he was already kind of behind two practices because he more or less wasted the first two. So, but then he was, you know, in a totally different mood and 
was joking around and you know but it's i can talk until i'm blue in the face but he has to have those experiences he's a very intelligent kid and you know it's not he doesn't question me but i can see his wheels turning all the time you know yeah he's got to see it for himself right so you know it's just him experiencing it and it's a little bit that way for everyone right like you have to kind of learn and make it your own and um figure it all out right that's just the the way it is that's how it is absolutely just so you know doc who just asked you those questions he's in the 250 class trying to make his first night shows so he was there and, and you know learning also and trying to figure it out so yeah he's He's a a young up and coming rider. Hopefully, he gets a night show at the next one. That's the plan. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's awesome, dude. I, I remember I was talking to your dad, right? Your dad's TJ. Yeah, yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I was talking to him a little bit at Daytona. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. TJ's a weirdo. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. Doc's cool, but TJ's a weirdo. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say though, Jack. I, I took Jack in fantasy this weekend because I decided. Yeah, I, did I decided I was either going to win or I was. Getting zeros, basically. I took like six. Exactly how I felt. Like I'm an idiot, obviously, and yeah. Uh, I'm like, I gotta, I just gotta win a round or do something uh-huh. cool. At this. Like, I gotta get out of this. Like, I've been scoring, you know, like 200. Sometimes I scored 250 or 260, but yeah. I was like, I'm just going going for broke. So I had like, sorry, but hold on. You're good. Hold on. No, it's fine. Um, sorry. Uh, no, no, don't I, worry about I, it. Like, I. Two sixteens and A Ray on my four fifty <laughs> and then I had uh, three 16s and a jet, maybe I think, okay, uh, or you know, a, a decent winner in the two fifty. Yeah, but I was rolling the dice on the other, so I had well, I ended up like five in the main, I think, or four that's in what the I main. Had. Was- I had five, but my my two fifties included Pierce as my all star. So oh, okay. I, when he went down and I already knew the other three weren't making it in, I was like, okay, I'm going to have zero guys in the main event. There's no way <laughs> Pierce is coming back. And I don't feel very good about Osby hand or chambers at this point. I'm like, all right, I'm getting zeros. So, but it worked out where I at least got Osby and Pierce, but yeah, it was, I did the same thing, man, but that, you know, it's all in fun. So I don't, I don't, I'm not one of those guys like JT who's <laughs> mad at the riders. I was just, whatever. I said, <laughs> Suck at this game. Uh, I, it's frustrating, man. Yeah, like it's fun I, though. Yeah, it is fun, it, and it adds like a whole nother thing to it. I I somehow got sucked into this fantasy thing. I never had a fantasy football team or anything until me either two years ago, and then I'm just not a big football fan uh, in general. But it just brings something else to it. You know, I only have to watch the games, but I can watch my fantasy team and be all into it and um i'm in a golf group and now an f1 group and yeah <laughs> out consumed with it now group so yeah i got plenty going on right got a few more for you zach all right so i've been seeing a bunch of clips of the day in the dirt and i know you were there and it looked it looked really fun um so i kind of wanted you to describe that day but also it's what i've that seen the most of the dirt. that's how that's, yeah it was, it was in the dirt oh i can never there's no winning here zach <laughs> but okay so what I've seen the most of is Randy Richardson's performance. He was walking around with a ratio right, with like, I'm assuming some kind of beer, alcohol in it, and uh, just someone gave him a a, a megaphone had to, and had to make him do a burnout. Yeah, do a burnout. So I just I just kind of wanted you to describe Randy Richardson's performance at the Day in the Dirt. Uh, I would say it was epic. It's <laughs> like like part of the show at this point, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> such a cool dude and. 
I, I guarantee no one there. I had a blast and there's no chance I had more fun than Randy did. Like he was just loving it. And, uh, he was kind of the center of the whole deal in my opinion. <laughs> he's great. He's great. Yeah. He's always the center of whatever he's on. He, yeah, for sure. he, he was always funny. Yeah. I saw the one where he was like, the guy, one guy was like trying to do something actually official. And then like, he was just like echoing him and like <laughs> funny accents and saying, Oh dude, it was so funny. Yeah, yeah it, it was. He was he was all time there. Uh, super fun, and just the whole event is is so fun. I mean, um, it's well put together. There was like thirty one hundred entries or something Nuts. over the week. It's just it's crazy how many people are there, and um, honestly, how well put together it all is, and how well well run it all goes off without a hitch and is just really fun i like it i gotta make one of those um a couple more questions for you we'll let you go uh i had read i don't know how accurate this is that you were considering doing the two stroke world championships and maybe the vet worlds yeah i'm doing both of those okay, actually you are. for sure um husky built me a pretty sick 300 um two stroke uh motocross bike so i'll be there for that and then um also yeah vet worlds uh, like I said, a couple of J days, a couple of GNCC, yeah. some West Coast stuff. Um, that's all part of the gig. So okay, the vet training be good. Yeah, a little bit last week, a little bit more this week. So I'm ramping up to kind of get into some sort of condition to where I can um, be some level of competitive where where <laughs> I do. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, it's it's just a really cool opportunity. Like I said, it's kind of the dream yeah. job, when, especially you know with my history with Husky and um, where, you know, the heritage that I have there. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Absolutely. Uh, how was the flat track today? I saw that on Instagram. Uh, that looked cool. Fun. Honestly, I was nervous going there. I have never done anything. I rode a, a flat track bike at Alden's on some kind of little TT track they had set up, but nothing. I mean, we're talking like 10 minutes. So today I had uh, Sipes there coached me a little bit and then uh the guy who that owns the place where i was uh johnny lewis he was there too and um yeah i feel like for my first day i did decent enough you know and um i thought it was was a fun little little deal it was way more fun than i thought it was going to be yeah but also a little bit harder too um they were like the track conditions are perfect actually the the front tire is way more grippy than i could have ever imagined and uh I just the more the more comfortable I got, the more sketchy I got. If you know what I mean. <laughs> oh sure, sure. Uh, so I was yeah a little bit maybe lucky to to escape a couple times a day. She got a little <laughs> you're like sliding and it catches and you're like holding. You know that was a close one, but uh, all in all, it was it was a really fun day. I think I'm gonna try to go back again. You know once or twice before uh, Sipes needs his wheels back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds like it's gonna be a little while for him. Yeah, I'm not sure. He's making progress. He, he had another surgery uh, last week or week before last, and he seems to be doing a lot better after that. So Yeah, uh, he, he was on Pulp him. last night, though, and I think he said like six months recovery from the last surgery. Yeah. So that's a while. I mean, yeah, he's he's got a ways to go. but He might be ready for American uh, Flat Track by then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'll ever be for American Flat Track. Yeah, I hear you. You got one more, Tyler? Yeah, I just kind of want to go back and actually touch on the GNCCs real quick with you. So Ben Kelly's off to a really hot start there. I think, what is it, two for two or three for three now? I uh, think three for three. Yeah. So 
what do you think it's going to take for those guys to maybe get up there and run with him? Because it seems like he's kind of just he's got it for right now. Yeah, I mean, with the injuries to Stu and to um, Thad, to Spring and Thad, you know, I think that they're going to have a hard time. Like with Ben, I think he won in Florida by like four minutes or something. Um, that's like monumental in my opinion. You know, he, they're going to have a hard time just knocking him off. I think it's going to be him beating himself uh, at the moment, at least before, you know, anybody really steps up to beat him. But I think Toth was pretty close to the last round. Uh, I know that he, th- there's some talented guys that can step up and do it, but um, Ben just seems to be so, so solid right now. All right, so Zach, so for the the YouTube, I I used like a, your picture that you had on your Instagram is from I don't know how long ago, but you're in '66 on the KTM, and you got a little cheesy grin on, and I just want <laughs> I just wanted you to take us back to that kid and what was what what that kid had going on, and just talk about that a little bit. Uh, which picture is it? Is it off my Instagram? Yeah, yeah it's probably a c- okay. couple couple posts back. Okay, yeah. Um, so that was actually a, a post for a, a GoFundMe for my. Uh, mechanic who's pictured with me there, Al Biker. He's having a, a little bit of a battle with cancer at the moment, so um, it was to to help him. But yeah, we at that moment we were in Italy um, for the 2003 uh, Junior World Cup, and um, we were going through technical control. I think either my mom or dad must have snapped that picture. Um, and yeah, just uh, a cool moment for me. Um, I always wanted to be part of that team. I had a good race at. Uh, I think it was Lake Whitney that year where they were kind of doing a little bit of the pre-selection or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I was, I got on the team uh, with Bradley Graham and RV and then uh, Matt Bunny and Chisholm, I think were the, the two 125 riders. That was when it was only 125 and 85. Um, so the, the weekend was awesome for me. I think I got second in my heat race for two heats i think i got second in my heat race and then i got third uh overall um rv1 and porcel got second but i think porcel if i remember correctly porcel went one one but got docked um in the second moto i want to say he got docked time like a minute or something and it ended up giving him a one two overall and RV won, but but uh, Porcel got docked because his silencer fell off, and he failed sound after. So, oh jeez, yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, backstory. But that was a cool trip for me. Uh, I was a year younger than those guys, so to get on the podium was huge. And uh, we had done a lot of testing the year before to get that bike to where it was, and um, and to the production line in time to make you know make it uh, a model for the 2003 year. So, just that whole time period was really cool for me as a kid very cool story uh last question for you you're you're not having to train to be an elite athlete anymore you're not at alden's every day grinding how's the diet what what do we what are we enjoying these days well it's been marginal at best um it's not been very (laughs) good i've i've peaked my peak weight was like back in december so we're we're on the way down now uh which (laughs) um but definitely some some way to go. I think I weigh probably like 183 right now. Oh, 180. So, uh, you know, like I think 175 will do. I, I don't know if I'll ever be back down in the low 160s when yeah. I like I'm grinding every day and, you know, just 
skimping meals and skimping every calorie that I could. So, uh, I'm definitely on the, on the decline, but still elevated. Let's say that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Zacho. Thank you. I always appreciate you. You know that you always say yes, pretty much. And it's been a, it's been good to talk to you missing you at the races, but it's good to catch up with you a little bit. Yeah, dude. Thank you guys for some, some original questions and some cool content. I hope it, uh, I hope it goes over good with the masses. So, um, I hope you guys have a good rest of the show too. You, you too. Tell, tell Brittany, I said, hi, please. We love seeing her. So miss seeing her as much as you, if not more. <laughs> we'll do. All right, man. We'll See do. you, bud. Thanks guys. Yep. All right. Thanks to Zach Osborne for coming on. Always a great guest. We appreciate Zacho guys. Yeah. I'm glad to see that he's getting that ambassador thing with Husky. Like, I mean, he got them their first championship. Like it's cool to see that he got taken care of out of that. Yeah. He's literally probably my favorite racer oh, really? maybe of all time. Yeah, nice. I really like. Was that the him. first time you? I've never talked to him before. Oh, never cool. Even met him in person. Good. So yeah, you did not. You did not sound like you were fanboy, and that's good. Yeah, I, I, when you texted me and told me that he was coming on, you had to get it all out. I called my brother. I called my brother real quick, and we were both on the phone. I was like, "Dude, Zach, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god." That's how I felt. Well, I mean, I felt that way when I first talked to Zach too, to be honest. And then, like, but the one for me that got me was McGrath. That one was tough to read. Would get yeah, Reed like, would be the other. One I had to. Me. I had to. I've said it on here before. It was at MXDN at Red Bud last time, and when I first met him, I mean, I first met him as quote unquote media, and he knew I was trying to interview him. And when I went to talk to him to set it up, I had to stop and talk to myself for a minute. Like, okay, gotta be cool. Don't be a weirdo. Don't act goofy. Just, just, just be cool, man. He's a regular guy. He's a regular guy. Come on, man. He's a regular guy. You can't do this. I had like 20 of those moments when we went to Arizona and Arlington. <laughs> hey, hey, Doc, do you know how old Kyle Chisholm is? Oh, God. Tyler, do you know how old uh, Ryan Filippetto is? Hey, do you know how old uh, RJ Hampshire is? Hey, do you know how old? I did not ask Enzo it that many Lo- times. Dude, you asked at least 10 times I'm sorry. how old somebody was. Okay, Darkside doesn't really. I, you think that a guy that does a podcast would talk and have conversation much, but you really you kind of got to. Start things. So I was trying to ask questions what to start conversation. We're well, just the chair break. That was uh, almost the yeah. other foot. <laughs> Is it broke? No, it's not broke. I think it just came unpopped. Okay. All right. But you know, I, I'm just trying to start. We're sitting here in you know in the press box, not saying a word to each other. I'm just trying to start honest just conversation. Trying to watch the ride and you know, yeah. Yeah. you look stressed out out there. What do you mean? Like I saw you in the pit. You came out to the pits. <laughs> you look so stressed. I, I kind of look like that anyway. So it's <laughs> normal. Yeah, then I yeah I lost my lost my favorite mic. You know that I just bought, but it's your favorite. You had a that's why we can't have yeah. nice things. <laughs> I got another one though. Week. I went and bought another one. Yeah. No, no. I just kind of I kind of always have that look. Even if I'm like super calm, I just kind of have that freaked out look. I don't know. It just yeah. Looks a extra. I, yeah. I've, I've got ADHD. I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> I feel it. All right, let's take a commercial break. We'll be back with Hunter Lawrence. We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, Blood Lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust Blood Lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two-Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the MotoXPod show. 
Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burr Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurrMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of shock socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember in the late 80s and the 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets. Jeremy McGrath, Damon Bradshaw, Jeff Emig, all the top riders showed their style and personality with a custom-painted helmet. I was always envious. I mean, I knew I'd at least look faster with a custom lid. Now you, too, can be like your favorite riders. Be one of the cool kids... Kirk Hunter from Extreme Colors has been painting helmets since 1998 and has you covered. For only $395, you can have a one-of-a-kind professional paint job on your lid. Contact Kirk Hunter at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com and follow them on Instagram at at extremecolors, that's X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S, Extreme Colors. Be the envy of all your friends and contact Extreme Colors today. Let them know that the Moto X Pod Show sent you, as always. All right, next up, brought to you by Cherubies USA. For decades, the Cherubies USA has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories with products that fit perfectly and look great. And last, the Cherubies has what you need. Visit CherubiesUSA.com and support our title sponsor. Tonight, a Cherubies USA brings us Mr. Hunter Lawrence. What's up, buddy? What's up, mate? Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to uh, get you back on. It's been a little bit. I think last time we talked a little bit about music and stuff. We always like doing that. But we're about to get back to 250 West. We're going to Seattle. Could be pretty ruddy. Could be rainy. You never know. How do you feel about Seattle? Honestly, uh, I can't really tell you because I've never been there. So Okay. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, just going to another race, you know. How are you feeling, man? Because uh, last time we saw you was A3, and you took a pretty good spill. Yeah, mate. Yeah, she took a little bit to buff out, but no, I'm all good. <laughs> I'm all good. So uh, we're back. We're going to make up some points, and we're going to make a run at Christian, right? Absolutely. I like it. Scotty? That's the plan, man. Oh, You're not yeah. even ready. Well, I'll keep going. Then. <laughs> so you're currently yeah. third in points, one point behind Michael Moseman. Um, what is – obviously, I would think – if I, I'm going to ask you what your goals are or expectations for the next few West Coast rounds as they come, but I know, and I know that you want to win, but realistically, like, is there a minimal, like, all right, I, I really have to get Moe's at least. I want second. Or do you even set goals like that? No, I mean, honestly, like, I didn't even, I, I couldn't even remember actually what it was in the okay. championship. I haven't even looked. Like, it was literally, I couldn't care less after. A3, I was more just kind of like bummed because yeah. of how it ended. I really wanted to, you know, stick it to Christian. I felt like I really could have. I was feeling really good and was keeping him honest and, and just started, you know, chipping away um, little bit by little bit at that. You know, I think it was like one, like under two second gap, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm, dude, I just want to win. Like, I'm not, I'm not focused on if I get, it's either I'm going for the championship, you know, it's still tough to say it's it's not you know very rarely does someone uh jack up uh what is it like 30 points or something yeah and yeah what, what do we have three rounds left four rounds left yeah so, i think 
Yeah, two um, showdowns in the fun. Yes, yeah, three, I think. Yeah, so, but you know, then again, crazier things have happened. So, mate, I just want to want to be the best version of myself these next four rounds, so that you know, if anything happens, we're just there. We just keep the pressure on him the whole whole rest of the series. You know. Yeah, I think that's smart. That sounds like a good game plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of. Mm-hmm. Wanted to touch on kind of like the bike yeah. setup throughout the break real quick. Did y'all change anything? I saw you had been riding maybe the 450 some. Did that maybe help you discover yeah. anything coming in back out of the break? Or was that the 450 maybe strictly just to help you get ready for outdoors? Yeah, it was just to kind of ride just because we're um, on parts and stuff. So we just jump on the 450 to get some time in. But I had like the two weeks after Anaheim, I had off. Just I was still pretty banged up and wasn't ready to ride. Really had some ribs and and kind of around my shoulder area and stuff like that so just wanted to let that heal up and then get stuck back into it um so i didn't get to ride the 450 a whole great deal and and then just back on 250 and it wasn't it wasn't the the ideal six-week break i had wanted it to be you know but we still i think we still got a lot of good stuff we just made some progress with the team you know just recently so obviously jet racing they've they've continued to develop and stuff so it should be good. Hopefully, we, we can have a better platform, you know, for the next few races. Nice. Yeah. So, um, coming in to coming into these next rounds, you've probably been stressing out a little bit over trying to make sure everything is good as it can be coming in. And I was just curious what you are like having a brother that's also trying to have fun all the time. What what are y'all trying to do to keep it light while also progressing every day? Ah, uh, nothing really, mate. Because it's never there's never really a time when it's not light. You know? <laughs> we we go to the track, we do our work, we have fun in between there. We talk shit and, and enjoy ourselves, but um, you know, we work our asses off. So there's never really, and we enjoy it, dude. We live a freaking a bitch in life. Like we ride dirt bikes, uh, we train. You know, we get to play golf in our recovery time. Like, I mean, it's that's literally a retirement for some people. You know, yeah. like that's what yeah. retirement plans are. So. Yeah, there's, there's no, we don't have, you know, our trainer Osho's awesome. We enjoy doing the training. He, you know, sets out for us. And like I said, there's not really a time when we're like, hey, like, let's go do something different to like change the mood up, you know, let's do something fun. Like, no, every day we always have fun, mate. So there, there's not really anything that we've, we've changed drastically um, away from the track that's like to have fun. My best mate from Australia is over here at the moment. Um, so he'll come to Seattle. I haven't seen him for like four years. So that was really cool that, you know, he was able to come over and um, just kind of just act an idiot, you yeah. know, with him. So <laughs> I, I have to say, Hunter, every time I talk to you or your brother, I, I and I, I think I've told you this before, like your answers are so mature and so respectful of like, you realize what you have and, you know, how lucky you are. And it's just good raising, man. Your parents did a good job. And, and every time I talk to you too, I, I'm like a bigger fan because that stuff's important to me as an older guy with kids and now a granddaughter. I'm like, man, a lot of kids don't have that respect. It's all like, what about me and what can I get? Or this is owed to me. And you don't come across that way at all. No, that's, and yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. That's nice for you to say. Um, I mean, dude, it's, there's the world's a fucked up place and there's a lot of other people in this world that are doing a a lot worse off than what we are and stuff, you know? So, I mean, for us to ever think we've got it tough now or whatever, like, I mean, 
it's pretty pretty shallow because we live an amazing life. You know, we work very very hard for it. Yeah. By no means did we luck into this, but um, we definitely paid in full for it and some. So, yeah, it's we're living the life we we've earned and and you know still so so young in that life, still so much to achieve. So good for you, man. <clears throat> All right, Hunter. So. Excuse me. So minus the the crash at the last round, because I, I in my head I still feel like you are a title contender that should be in the points uh, battle. So I, minus that crash, and you look back at the beginning of the season, the expectations that you had compared to like the reality of what you're in right now, kind of like kind of take us through like some maybe the goals, expectations versus reality that you're in now. Yeah. So expectations versus reality is just like you said, not not in that. Uh, points battle like as close as we'd like to be but as far as looking back on the season i mean my worst finish you know obviously by anaheim which i didn't didn't finish uh was a third place so looking back you know on last year where i had i think my worst was like a seventh maybe a seventh i think in one of the atlanta mud races so um you know and it wasn't on the podium every weekend like as far as how i look at anaheim three I think second place was the was the easy decision that night, you know, because Vince was like quite a long, long way behind me and Christian. But you know, obviously, it was, I was going for the win. You know, I believe that was, you know, and still is a possible chance that to for me to win this championship. So I'm just like, yeah, there's not much of a expectation versus reality. Actually, I don't think because, um, man, I've been giving it my all. Yeah. Given it my all, and I'm, I'm I'm happy with how I've been riding. Sure, there's a few things which I'm like, ah man, I you know maybe could have executed this better, maybe could have done this better. But at the same time, like Christian Craig's a very very hard competitor to beat this year. You know, I think this is the the best shape and form he's been in ever. You know, if you look back on the past, you know how many umpteen years he's been racing this this year he's you know put all the pieces to the puzzle together. I think it's fair to say, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. first half of the season, so. Yeah, you know, nothing against you, obviously, or Moe's, you know, but, I, I mean, Christian, he deserves one, man. I mean, and he's he's earned it, and if he if this thing works out for him, I, I don't think there's going to be anybody, probably including you, that's going to be too upset for the guy, right? I mean, like, he's worked his butt off, and if he puts the season together that it looks like he's going to, then you know, all, the, all the congratulations to him, like, he's earned it. So, but yours is still coming. I mean, there's no doubt yours is coming. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm not trying to put you in any kind of spot, but the, uh, Tyler asked about you riding a 450. There's always the rumors. So all I want to ask you is if you had an opportunity to ride the 450, whether it be outdoors or even indoors this year, if they just said, hey, do you want to ride a 450? Would that be something you feel like you would like to do this early in your career, or would you personally rather wait? No, absolutely. If I had the, the proper preparation time you know enough time to dial in a motorcycle and feel comfortable on it and Mm -hmm. have some good you know good quality laps absolutely i would absolutely love to because that's ultimately the end goal you know i don't plan on being in a 250 class in in three or six years time you know so i'm would love to but if it was like hey you know obviously what happened with kenny you want to ride 450 this weekend i think it's a little i'd be like uh it'd be kind of like throwing me to the wolves a little bit. Like yep. these guys have probably got close to, you know, on a 450 motorcycle, close to 8,000 to 10,000 practice laps in multiple off seasons of training. And 
I've never even ridden a 450 on Supercross. So that's oh, a, whole, wow, yeah. a whole new board game to, to throw someone into. It's, it's almost um, a little unrealistic. Yeah, I think so too. So I think that's a great answer. And I, I think Mertz would uh, probably try to put the kibosh on that. So he, he's definitely – the guy you have in your corner, man, with Mertz, is, uh, he's really, really looking out for your best interest, as we already kind of mentioned your family too. So you got good people in your corner. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's – I would definitely go do it, but we need the, you know, the time. correct amount of time to get Absolutely. ready to prepare ourselves for that, you know. So my, my question actually is is about Mertz. So I had a chance to interview him at Arlington, and uh, he was really cool, and, you know, it was cool for him to give me a chance. And he's a very interesting guy, and I just kind of wanted to know from your perspective what makes him unique to you. What makes Lucas like what makes him you know unique? Like what do you, what from your perspective? What do you what do you think that makes him different, stand out? Like just kind of you know maybe another uh, from another agent yeah, or yeah, just kind agent. of as a person? You know what what kind of stands out the like qualities and stuff that he has. So the first thing comes to mind is he's similar to us in a way that where we think a little differently to everyone else. And and then just for his, you know, I'll say as as an agent, how he's different is he's he's not out there. How do I word this correctly? Just trying to get PC's words together because he's a very <laughs> unique character for those of you that know him. But um, and even worked with him on a business level. It's not um, your typical, hey, sponsor my guy. He's gonna with this gear. He's gonna help sell you gear. There's a much bigger, bigger deal than that, and it, and it's essentially to grow the sport. You know, it's it's bigger than that. So I think that on an agent level is what separates him. Is his mind is not inside a box, and yeah. there's no limit. There's no limitation or borders or anything keeping his imagination and his you know goal and drive. And then obviously the guy works incredibly hard. Um, but to us, what makes him unique to us is the loyalty that, you know, we share the exact same thing. Like we're going on, geez, I want to say six, six and a half years, six years, six and a half years of, you know, being friends and working with him. And it's just that, that loyalty, you know, he, he came to us when we were, you know, a nobody in this and we've ridden the wave to where we are now as a family. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. You had one, Tyler? Yeah, I just wanted to talk real, touch real quick on, so are you locked in with like Honda and A-Stars for next year and the following year, or is there that contract coming up with Mertz, or, or is it, are y'all working on getting something kind of an extension, or are you good for the next year or two? I think we're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't think anybody wants to let the Lawrence brothers go. Um, did, did you have another Scotty? I, I, I got, got some, a couple more, but go ahead. Well, I got some listener questions. Yeah, let's do listener questions. I got then. two that I'm going to kind of try to tie into one. So we had one of the guys said that his girlfriend wanted to know if y'all have made any progress on getting the old family house back, and also another one wanted to know if if you if you also made any progress on getting your dad the the car that he had always had, and the you know the I think he said the Maro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually. So we have we've made. So this Christmas, um, last year I bought a 1973 Chevrolet Camaro with a uh, 383 stroker and a turbo on it. 
Um, and I gave that to Chris to dad for Christmas this just past year. Um, so it's not the exact car, not at the exact level of what his one was. He had to sell it, but to start. And that's cool. That's great. Yeah. So he's, he's stoked on that. So he's got something he can tinker along in the, in the shed and stuff and just kind of, he just likes to tinker of an afternoon if he has time. So we got, that's cool. So that was cool. Um, but the house back in Australia, we haven't made any progress on that. We're probably not really, uh, geez, I don't know. There's no real push for us to pursue that in, in all honesty right now, just cause we don't really have any intentions of, of going back, you know, yeah. our life's so good here. We love it here. We love the States. We love the freedom we have here. We love the fact we can like do stupid stuff on the farm, the car and, and truck like market here to build old school C10s, old command, like the whole deal is incredible. Like, so there's, there's a lot of things that we, we enjoy here more than back in Australia. Yeah, that seems fair. A uh, couple more questions for you. Uh, the, the the ride day at Dade City, the free ride day with you and your brother, how did that go? What was the response? Mate, it was unreal. It was awesome. It was, it was like kind of surreal as to how many – I think everyone was shocked. Like everyone that was, you know, helping us out, Red Bull, Dade City, the guys there, like Lucas was there. And, and we were all just like, holy crap. Like we couldn't <laughs> believe how many people turned up. Oh, like, yeah. In, in my yeah. mind, when I read the, the, the promotion for it, I was like, oh, my God, like everybody anywhere within 10 hours is probably going to come. It was made. It was like we, we kind of had like like just n- not a, you know, expectation, but we're kind of like, oh, yeah, maybe like 200 people, 300 <laughs> people might show up, like which was, was fine. You know, we're like sure. perfect. Just, like, you know, something local, give back to the local where we're around. You know, we live around the neighborhood, blah, blah. Mate, I think there was close to 2,500 people there. Wow. Which for Dade City, the little little track like yeah. we had, was insane. You would have thought it was a national. Like when we <laughs> pulled up there, there was a, a lineup into the paddock, down the road on the property, and then out onto the main road. And we had to go in a different gate. Like it was, it was so cool. And everyone was so stoked. They were so stoked. They're like, oh, this is awesome. Like so rad like you guys are giving back and this and and uh, thank you so much and honestly that that made it all so freaking worth it just to see kids there parents there like you know adults like 20 year olds 25 30 all age demographics and they were all just stoked they were so happy that that they could come up say what's up and just to kind of hang around us. I was out riding with, you know, all the groups and stuff. I think I rode from about like 5.30 p.m. Uh, PM with like all of the groups till like, I think like 9, 9 o'clock. <laughs> 9 o'clock. Just like rode, just rode around with everyone, you know, yeah. try to ride with everyone that I could because I just couldn't help but have an image in the back of my head that what would, what would the little hunter oh. wish to have happened? You know, like what would, what would I have, dreamt of or wanted to happen yeah um if i was you know a kid at this age like for the guy i looked up to at that time like man what would i thought would have been really cool like oh i get to ride with Mikhail, do a couple laps with this kid you know just trying doing stuff like that and, and it was cool we gave away tickets to daytona as well um like to do some trivia stuff like hey like guess these questions whoever can get this question you get two tickets to daytona so we gave out a bunch of tickets for you know, the race that, that weekend and 
yeah, it was it was cool, mate. We'll definitely definitely be looking to do um, more things like that. Yeah, I love it. That goes right back to what I said about you and your family a minute ago, man. It's fantastic. Um, okay, I got two personality questions that I like to throw out every once in a while. That kind of tell me what kind of person you are. Um, okay, and you know whether we can hang out or not. So the first question. <laughs> is when you put your roll of toilet paper on the holder, does the toilet paper go over the top towards the back of the wall or over the front so that it's easier to get to? Over the front, closest to you. Perfect. That's the right answer. Second question, Metallica, Black Album and After or and Justice for All Back? Black Album. Oh, that's oh. the wrong answer. That is the wrong uh, answer. Yeah, I, dude, so I, I don't know why, but I just... Their black album, I liked it way more. More than Master of Puppets? I so I haven't listened to that one, so I can't oh, say more than okay. that. But I, I know I did try listening. To, yeah. This was a while ago when I like this Majis Metallica. When was this? I think honestly I listened to them in which is probably like it's really, really late considering <laughs> when you probably started. But of course well, I'm old was, though, so yeah. So twenty fifteen. So I was okay. fifteen then, right? Yeah. So I was fifteen and and I you know Black Album was a big hit for me. Sure. I loved that one. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm trying to think what else I listened to. I could definitely give it another crack, but um, like, yeah. yeah, Master of Puppets to me is the only perfect album where like every song to me, there's no throwaways in my opinion. I just okay. oh okay, I love like the song Master of Puppets. Man, uh, yeah, give it another shot and tell me what you think. I will. I will. Okay, Scotty's got one more, and we're gonna let you go. You're all good. right, all right. So, how bad did the boot champagne taste? Oh, <laughs> um. So it was actually trash. But <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm gonna say that Feld aren't getting the premium champagne <laughs> for us to spray. So, right. With all due respect, I don't think it would have tasted much better from a crystal glass. <laughs> Fair enough. I got the yeah. picture of it. It's, it's yeah. been cracking me up this whole interview. That's awesome. <laughs> Probably just a little warmer. All right, Hunter, we kept you long enough, man. We appreciate you. Uh, look forward to watching you this weekend. Uh, I, I don't think, I think the next race we're going to is the final. So we'll see you in Salt Lake, but uh, good luck this weekend, man. Awesome. Awesome. No worries, boys. Thanks for having me. Yep. And uh, yeah, we'll chat soon. Take All care. right, Hunter. Thank you, buddy. See ya. You, see ya. All right, always a great interview, Hunter Lawrence, dude. I, I again, I don't know how else to say. It. Like, I love their personality. Him and his brother both respectful of beyond their age, in my opinion. If that makes sense, Do I you? like I like how they're they're respectful. Like, they have like to me that that like dunge level of like just good person, but they're also like you know he might he threw a little f bomb in there, and they're like they're a little edgy too, but they're like respectable and edgy at the same time, and it's just I don't know, it's just really cool. It's their gratefulness, like yeah. I don't the edgy the 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 joking and busting balls, that's cool, that's the cool side of them, but it's the respectfulness and the appreciation of not. I, I'm the the next big thing, you know. Jet's not like he. Everybody's saying he's the next big thing, but he doesn't act that way. And Hunter is always like like what he said about we're very lucky to be in the position we are, even though we worked for it. We understand that there's a lot less un, more unfortunate people that would love to be in this position. Like that's doc. You're a young kid, man. And I mean, I'm the old man Like get off my lawn, but I'm like, I don't see that much respect. Not saying that with you, your dad raised you really well, but in general with the youth, you don't see that. I don't think like, especially if you're somebody that's probably making millions of dollars and the spotlights on you all the time, it'd be very easily to be like, yeah, I'm the man. 
You should see some they, of these kids at some of these training facilities. That already think they're the man? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I'm not saying all of them. There's a lot of good kids, but there's those the few that aren't aren't even the man in the amateur ranks that, that really just kind of put their middle finger up to everyone and say yeah. the best. Yeah, well, this, and like, I don't know. This, they're, they're it never works out for that guy. Really anyway, good so. kids, and, and I think, like, not I think, I, if, I hope Jed is the next big thing, or Hunter. You know, I hope those two have incredible careers because I feel like personality-wise, they're going to appreciate it, and they're going to keep giving back through their career and understanding that but a lot of these riders, it kind of gets under my skin sometimes when they don't do interviews or they don't have time for the fans because Saturday at Supercross is very busy for them. But if those fans don't show up, they quit showing up. If all the fans say, fuck it, I'm not going to Supercross anymore, there's going to be no Supercross, and you're not going to make any money. I don't care how good you are. You don't race professionally unless somebody comes to watch you. Just like you're not going to play professional football unless the fans show up. So you have to be like, hey – this kid that just walked up to me in the pits may never get a chance to see me face-to-face again. This might be his only time. And, yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm getting ready to go race. Sign an autograph real quick. Take a quick picture, man, because the time in the spotlight for you is limited. It's very fortunate. And for these fans, it's even more, like, limited where it, it's going to be – you know, I, I didn't really run into professional riders – that many times until I got became a media guy. Like I'd walk through the pits and you hope that the person you are a fan of sees you and is willing to take time to sign an autograph. So if you have that time, give back. And I think the brothers have that in them. Uh, I was scratching. Yeah. Huh? I was scratching. No, I was just, I didn't, I thought you had something to say though. Uh, Yeah. So, so it's kind of, you know, the, a lot of the listeners are kind of, I wouldn't say like arguing, just kind of discussing like how, this is the first time they've seen like that mainstream push and like the, uh, uh, the ability for the, for the Lawrence brothers to reach out and kind of sell the sports since like maybe like Pastrana and McGrath. Or, I was going to say like Pastrana was the last one I can think yeah. of. Yeah. That's, so it's, that's, that's it, accurate. Maybe. Yeah. So it's just kind of, it's, it's kind of cool. They're kind of talking about that too. So yeah, it'd be cool. We've said this for years, right? With McGrath, we said it with Pastrana. It'd be cool if they could cross over into ESPN magazine. That's probably not even a thing anymore. Or sports illustrated, or, you know, Wheaties and all those things that have happened, but, like, maybe actually catch the attention somehow of the general public. But I think it's going to take more than just – it's going to take more than just a personality. It's going to take somebody like an agent, like Mertz, yeah. and have to make those right connections and get them to the right places for other people to help make that happen. Yeah, Dunge was the closest one to yeah. getting it out there because he did, like, the whole – like um the Wheaties, the Wheaties thing, yeah. And he did um, Target. He did some ESPN. He did the Target yeah. sponsor through the his bike ride. Bon- yeah, yeah. Nike boots. You he know they, they tried, but and all, yeah. But he didn't have the personality that Jet does. Yeah. So I mean, it's going to take a lot. It's not going to take just them being them. It's going to take a lot more. More the, people. The, the like powers you. that be. Right, the people in the right places are going to have to make that push. And there's just so many things more on television now that you can watch. So it's yeah. it's just you know it's hard to get. Cause everybody has you know if they're if you're a bowler, you're going to watch bowling. If you're you know it's it's hard to kind of like hmm. get these different people to. I don't even know if bowlers watch bowling. It goes on ESPN too. I'm joking. I mean, somebody's watching it. Yeah, at least they can get on ESPN too. Yeah, exactly. I, I want to look at my phone after the badana da 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 and see a Supercross update of A Ray yeah. and Raper. Okay. Yeah, right. 
We got to get Logan off. So let's take our right. next commercial break. We'll be right back. If you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait what, what was that? It's the Supercross guy voice. No, no, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, build performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs, higher rev limits, and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions, to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams underscore Moto W-E-R-X. Or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay. That's better. Not good, but better. Fly Racing is back on board with the Moto X Pod show for 2021. What can we say that you don't already know? In 2020, Fly revolutionized the helmet game with the Formula Helmet. For 2021, they brought us the Formula CC with the same Rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point. Fly Racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front. Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne, as well as Blake Baggett, gold medalist Connor Fields, and even the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw, trust Fly Racing. There simply is no better. What's up, guys? This is the 70s trade out of Anticam. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbiusA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo thank you. Next up, brought to you by Blood Lubricants. Blood Lubricants, their new oil line, the Barracuda line, just came out with multiple weights. This stuff is higher protection, better protection, better performance, and lasts longer. Logan likes that. I bet he likes that. Better protection, better performance, and last longer. That's right up Logan's alley. I like it. I like it. Bloodlubricants.com. Use promo code MOTOX, all caps, to save. Tonight, Blood Lubricants brings us Logan Carnow. What's up, buddy? What's up, dude? How you guys doing? Doing good, man. You're just doing all the media rounds. I mean, you did Racer <laughs> X recently, I think. You did You did uh, Pulp last night, doing the Moto X pod show tonight. It's going good. Did a little swap moto. Yeah, swap. Jeez, dude. You're like, I mean... How long before Pro Circuit comes calling? Man, dude, I know. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully soon. Yeah. Speaking of uh, making the rounds, dude, you've been ma- making a lot of main events. You moved up, to, decided to go 450, and, dude, LCQ win at Indy. Your excitement on the podium and the bleeps and everything that went down that whole night was just awesome. Talk about it. Oh, dude, it was crazy. Just like. It just meant so much more to me, like kind of after all the all the BS the last you know ten eleven days or so. 
you know, to do it at Detroit was cool, and then to come out the next weekend and uh, and get a get LCQ win was was huge for me. Like I've never won, I've only ever won one two fifty LCQ and got that stadium interview. And uh, and actually, I got two stadium interviews that day because Cat uh, uh, from Feld came over to me and like wanted to do like a quick little story about me right before uh, opening ceremony. So. Um, I was able to do an interview about a minute and a half interview over the stadium before opening ceremonies. And then I won the LCQ and then uh, got it again. So that that was really cool. I mean, so like thank my sponsors and stuff over, you know, the whole stadium floor and, you know, to see the amount of support I've gotten is, it's been crazy. Like, um, like the, the, the stadium went crazy. Like so <laughs> many people are behind me on this, yeah. on this, I guess, story you could say. Um, it, it was, it was just really cool. It was humbling to, to hear that many people, um, cheering for me. Yeah, you mentioned getting a couple podium interviews, you know, in your career and the, the the Feld interview, and like talk about what that does for a guy like you that's always scrounging for sponsors, right? Like, you, I mean, trying like you don't have multi million dollars coming in, so every year you're trying to get sponsors together. Even you know you've been on some teams, but you're still trying to get your own sponsors, your own income coming in, and when you get you know something that seems maybe like simple to uh, a factory guy, but you get an LCQ win, LCQ win, you get on national TV. Like what does that mean for you and a sponsor? Yeah. I mean, all my sponsors were, were so happy for me. I mean, and I mean, it, it's huge. I mean, just to get the stadium interviews big too. I mean, there's a reason like sponsors pay, you know, bonuses to win the LCQ because they get a lot of publicity out of it. So so that was cool. Actually, I was I was battling with Rod Bell for ninth in the in the heat race, <clears throat> and then uh, I ran it in pretty good on him and, and hit him, and then uh, he kind of bumped me a little bit in the stand corner after that and made me stall my bike. And I was I was giving him some shit after that um, <laughs> before the before the main event. We were we were pissing next to each other. And I'm like I was like fuck you, Rod Bell. We were, I was just like talking shit, but um. I was like, actually, dude, thank you for doing that because he actually made me a little bit more money because I came out and won the LCQ. So <laughs> That's funny. I was giving a little crap there. I didn't want to be an LCQ, but yeah. I feel like it never hurt. No, that's a, that's total privateer right there. Ah, the LCQ got me more money instead of going straight through. <laughs> exactly. Straight through. That's awesome. I love it. All right, so kind of talking about the LCQ win, you know, I've I've had a chance to meet you just a couple of times, but you've always kind of seemed to me like the real quiet, kind of reserved, laid-back guy, and it was cool to see your enthusiasm after that win. I just kind of wanted you to take us through a few of those emotions and how, how it felt to kind of, you know, get that achievement that's, you know, something that you've kind of been working for, especially with all of this stuff that's going on. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been, it's been huge. I, I wouldn't say I'm a, I wouldn't say I'm a quiet guy, but, um, Reserve. Yeah, maybe a little, uh, maybe a little reserved. You don't I said, I said the few, much. I said the two times that I've had a okay. chance to talk yeah, to yeah. him. It seemed like that to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I just say like, I'm just little, maybe a little quiet and respectful in the beginning. And then I loosen up and bust your balls. But, um, yeah, it's, it's been awesome, dude. Like, um, like I said, the support I've been able to get over this whole thing has been, has been awesome. Yeah, so I want to. I'm not going to get into too much of the detail on what happened. You talked about it on a pulp, and you're probably tired of talking about it. Um, but you know, when you are dealing with a sponsor that you feel like you've you've got your whole season taken care of, right? And again, a guy at your level, you're doing it on your own this season. Basically, you stepped away from the team kind of deals to do your own team. I mean that that could be devastating, right, to a guy like yourself. But I, I want to give you props, and I, I think I talked about this in the opening of the show. Maybe it was off air, but 
and we just had Hunter on, so I was also talking about younger guys and personalities. Like, I, I feel like a kid your age, because I'm old, could be easily be like, well, I'm just done then. I guess I just quit. What else am I going to do? But you went out and you grinded and you, you made some social media posts and you went out looking for other sponsors and you made it happen. I mean, you freaking loaded your bike up in the back of a budget box truck with you and Travis Del Nicky and said, screw it. We're going to make this happen one way or another. And I have to give you a lot of respect for that because it had really been easy to just give up. Yeah, it was, uh, it wasn't, I mean, I can't say I wasn't thinking about maybe skipping Detroit, you know, come Thursday night. I have no dirt bike. Right. Sure. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I really, I got lucky. I got lucky that they actually, my dealer got a dirt bike and a 450 on Thursday. Yeah, true. Luckily, one dirt bike. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't easy, but, um, you know, I had a couple buddies come over as soon as I got the bike Friday morning and started helping swap, swap over everything, putting the, the bikes that I had to give back to uh, the other guy, um, getting all those bikes back to OEM, taking all the parts off. We did probably about four or five hours of bike work on, uh, on Friday morning. And then, you know, I didn't leave the, till the stadium until about 2.30. So, yeah, it was a freaking whole thing, man. But, you know, to get in that main event that night after all the BS was 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 emotional. It really was. I was tearing up like a little baby, but I feel like I, <laughs> I, feel like I deserved that. No, I mean, it's, it's, it means a lot to you. I understand. You, like, you have a, a passion for the sport and – to have these ups and downs as a privateer, it's yeah, it's difficult, man. So uh, you have a right to be emotional, you know. And like I busted your balls back in December a little bit when we did the the privateer profile about you know ended up in the nets last year when you're leading a, a heat race and you know you nope. come, huh? Oh, I just said yep. Yeah, and then Good you know, come from that being sort of like your claim to fame almost to now. Yeah. This weekend, you're making mains and 450s. Like, it's it's really cool, and I think it just shows how hard you're working, man. And, you know, if I'm being honest, I just met you last year, right? And I thought, oh, this is just some – like, I liked you, but I was like, ah, oh, this is some punk kid, man. He's just out here having a good time. Probably doesn't take it too serious. Like, you see your, your Instagram stuff, and you're, you're you know, doing supercross tracks while some chick's flashing your boobs. And you're like, oh, he's just having a good time. He's not taking that serious. But that's not the case, man. Like, it's – you're having fun, but you take it serious. Like it's it's a real job, and it me it's important to you. Yeah, I feel like I put off that persona to where it looks like I'm not I'm not working hard, but people don't see behind closed doors. Yep. I'm I'm actually I'm actually grinding, man. I'm, obviously, I mean, with my results this year, I I, could, I can't I couldn't be doing this if I was just goofing off every weekend. But um, yep. yeah, I've been I've really been putting in the work, man. I've uh, I mean, every once in a while, I like to have a little fun, but. Um, Man, I, I've, I've, I've been working my butt off this year, and it's, it's really cool to, uh, to see it pay off. Yeah, absolutely. And just to go back on that, like you said, you're having fun. I think that's part of it. Like We do these shows, and we always say we want these riders to have personalities, right? We want the Eli Tomac we're getting this year than the one we've had in the past. We want to know it's fun because motocross is fun. So, yeah, you're in the perfect – you have the perfect mix of personality and um, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you putting the effort in. So it's really cool to see that. Um, so yeah, good job on you, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. I just kind of wanted to touch. So after your results there in Detroit and Indy, did you maybe have any new sponsors that reached out to you and maybe to help you with the rest of the Supercross, or maybe help you get set up for outdoors this summer 
or do you maybe not even have intentions for outdoors this summer? Or what's he doesn't kind of like plan? outdoors. No outdoor nah, guy, yeah. no outdoors. I have been getting a lot of people reaching out to me to support. Like it, like I said, like it, it's been unbelievable. The amount of people have hit me up. Like I, I can't even keep up on it. It's been so humbling. Like to see all these people who just want to help me. I mean, it's really cool for the, for them. I feel like a little bit too, because you know, they, they, want to send me some money to help you know with entry fees or hotels or whatever and they see me do good and i think that makes them feel good you know because they help me you know achieve a goal of mine so all these people who have helped me out my god i cannot thank you guys enough it's it's been so 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 cool man it's uh i almost feel like i'm kind of riding for them you know yeah that's uh, awesome it's awesome I hope they uh, hope they get the joy out of it too. It seems like they have been. I'm big based off the cheers and uh, Detroit <laughs> Indy. It's uh, it's been uh, it's been sweet. But yeah. for outdoors, absolutely zero outdoors for me, dude. Summers my have fun time, and uh, you know, come October first or so, then we then we start grinding again. <laughs> so I mean, we'll see you back in Texas this summer because I knew you were down here a few months ago doing your training, and getting ready for Supercross and everything like that. Uh, so yep. just to touch on that, where were you? Maybe because I don't. I know there's not very many Supercross ta- tracks around here. Were you down at Tapped House mainly, or were you going up into Oklahoma yep. and going to game? I, I was pretty, dude. I'm pretty much kind of a gypsy. I kind of just bounce around and ride a bunch of tracks. <laughs> I'm not really. I'm not really. I'm. I'm, I'm not somebody who's like just face a club or you know yeah. stop the sport or something like that. I'm just always traveling around. I, I feel like it actually really helps me. Like I, I've done the whole stay at one place thing and it, it's just not for me i get so burnt out like if i can ride a new supercross track you know once a week or so i think it's good it's, i mean it's good to learn new tracks and it keeps it more fun for me as well like i, I was staying at cheyenne Harmon's house and i was drive, driving to uh Tapped house a few times and i rode at um yeah game moto a few times with greg and uh, uh master pools uh yeah they're pretty much just riding everywhere all right, so I, I like the idea of the, seeing the privateers do the 250 and the 450. I like that combo. I think it gives y'all a chance to do different things and, you know, make money different ways. But So I kind of wanted just to know which bike do you feel more yourself on? Do you feel like you like the 250 where it's just everything wide open, or do you like the finesse of the 450? Like, which do you feel like Logan Carr now the most on? Man, I don't know, like, I love riding. I feel like I, I almost enjoy riding a 250 better, but I feel like my riding style suits a 450 better. I know everybody says that, but I feel like my riding style really does. I, I feel like I have like a kind of, you know, almost kind of look like I'm not trying riding style, which isn't the case. Like I see videos of myself ride. I'm like, dude, why the fuck am I not trying? But like in my helmet, I'm trying as hard as I possibly can. So for that reason, I feel like I almost I almost ride a 450 better because I can ride a 450 fast doing that and not like kind of ride over my head on the 250, you know? Yeah. All right, so Logan, uh, obviously this weekend, a lot of hype from your title sponsor. You talked about it on Pulp a little bit. You did a bunch of social media posts um, on Twitter, at the Hannah Ray. She has a OnlyFans page, and she was your title sponsor we're going to take a quick break, get Hannah on, and kind of discuss how that came about. Hey, this is Heather Kiefer, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. All right, as mentioned, we have on the phone uh, the title sponsor for Logan Carnow this last week in Indy, and she's going to be brought to you tonight by X Brand Goggles. 
which has grown into one of the top privateer goggle companies with guys like Cal Chisholm, Ben LeMay, Ryan Brees, and many more. Visit xbrand.com or hit me up, darksidemx3 aol.com for details. Tonight, xbrand brings us Hannah Ray. What's going on, Hannah? Hi. Hi, nice to talk to you. So we've heard a lot about you, but uh, I think this is, you said earlier on your social, this is your first podcast, huh? Yeah, I uh, am typically in front of the camera instead of behind a microphone. (laughs) Right. Well, it's good to get a chance to talk to you for as a fan of the sport and quote unquote media. It's really cool. We always talk about like getting outside sponsors. It's easy for these riders to get a handlebar company or a goggle company or a gear company because they're already in the sport. But thinking outside the box and getting any outside sponsor is always difficult in this sport. So first, I want to get a little background. Like, how do you know Logan? How did like? Are, do you have any background in knowing about motocross and supercross at all? So I've watched the sport for probably seven or eight years. Okay. Um, I've never met Logan. I've never talked to him before. I. Uh, snuck into his DMs. <laughs> I think it was the week uh, leading into Detroit. It's usually the uh, other way around with Logan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I saw uh, he had some sponsor trouble. So I reached out if he'd be interested in in exchange for uh, a decal on the bike and a social media shout out, and he was up for it. And yeah. So yeah. what was the response? I I saw your. I saw, uh, I think Logan screenshot like a text or something between you guys. Uh, what was the response and was it more than you expected or about what you expected? Oh, it was way more than I expected. So I went into this as just like, this is something cool to be able to do as a fan of the sport. Yeah. Zero expectations of actually profiting from it. Um, so my only fans does really well. Um, and this was like the, I mean, perfect demographic. For <laughs> yeah, as Logan I'm said, trying. a bunch of horny moto dudes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Logan, when she reached out to you, what was your initial thought? Like, first of all, you probably get a ton of DMs just in general. So, like, you may not even see them all, but, like, how did that go about for you? Um, I actually don't even really click on my message request that often. And, and I did uh, I did that day, and uh, I saw a message request from a girl with, like, 22,000 followers. She looked like a pretty girl. I'm like, I gotta check this one out. Oh yeah, and uh, and yeah, she said uh, if I'd be interested in doing like some uh, like a title sponsor for for a round, and and honestly, at that point, I was just so I wasn't even really thinking about that, you know. Yeah. But uh, but I started thinking about it. I was like, yeah, actually, I mean, yeah, that actually be really cool because I don't really have you know a title sponsor anymore. So if I can you know make a couple bucks on putting her uh, name on my shroud and uh, hopefully get her some publicity out of it. Uh, I was like, dude, it seems like it could be a win-win, and uh, that's an understatement. It was absolutely a win-win for both of us. Yeah, what a perfect race for you to win the LCQ, you know, first of <laughs> all, right? I mean, and, like, that's – like, you kind of feel almost like that's a little unlikely for it to all fall into place that well that way. But, Hannah, like, you coming through, and it's just cool that – like, how did you find the sport seven years ago? Did you have a, like, a family so, member, a boyfriend, a brother, you know? <laughs> Yeah, so this is going to be really bad business for my OnlyFans, but uh, I'm not single. So my boyfriend has been a longtime uh, fan of the sport. So he's probably dying that I've been on um, Vital and podcasts and in the moto world. <laughs> dying like in a good way or a bad way? Oh, like uh, jealous, like oh. like supporting 
No, that's cool though. Like that's cool that mm-hmm. he's supportive oh, yeah. of it and that he's a fan. For and, sure. Yeah. Does he listen to any of the Moto podcast? Oh yeah, every week. Oh, so I, I'm sure like everybody so goes I've, Pulp Pulp Nation, obviously Pulp MX is the big one. Yep. So I listen to probably forty percent of them when I'm driving in the truck with him. Oh, okay. So yeah, this you kind of you know the game then. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So Carnal, like I mean, you she knows that we don't have to tell her to stay away from A Ray, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Aries, Aries taken now, right? Yeah, that's true. But yeah, but you never know with that guy. <laughs> so yeah, so what have the uh, besides the financial side, Hannah? Like, what has the response been from new subscribers or just social? Like, I mean, you have to be getting a lot of positive response. I, I, I'm sure you get the negative oh, stuff yeah. too, because that's just the way our society is. But the has actually, the, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, I think I looks from. When Logan made the first announcement on Friday afternoon through Sunday, I got 600 new fans mm-hmm. on the fan sites, um, where, where typically I get maybe two to 500 in a week. So definitely more than average. And then actually, I was most surprised of I really got very little hate. That's good. As a OF girl, I get a ton of hate. Like on all social medias of course so really though um yeah not much at all from from the influx of followers so that's that fantastic i like to hear cool. that from our, our moto community mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, so- everyone i probably got um you know 600 fans and probably 50 of them dm'd me saying i'm just here for logan oh wow <laughs> like- well hey hey more power <laughs> to them right that's cool though yeah <laughs> You know, so like Logan yeah. said, it was kind of a win-win for both of y'all. Does does this make you want to look at other maybe racing kind of forms of racing or other things to kind of do the same concept, or just kind of just oh, one thing you sure. just wanted to do? Next stop, factory Actually, Honda. Actually, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I've um, I mentioned in my Twitter once one how awesome it would be to be a Monster Energy girl at the same time as sponsoring a full race team. Yeah, then, that, uh, that's cool. I uh, just tweeted if uh, the privateer race is looking for a whole shot sponsor. Oh yeah, Steve. Yeah, Carda, you need to, you need to get uh, Steve on that. That would be awesome. Actually. I mean, I think Pookie Pookie's doing the thirty second board girl. I think, but they definitely they talked about having Heather maybe do the. She's saying that she's saying have the Hannah Ray whole shot bonus. Yeah, she'll be oh the, oh yeah, yeah. okay oh yeah yeah okay yeah, fund it. I like it. I like it. I bet Steve would be in on that. Yeah. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't? Why not? Dude, Hattie, you're cool. I like this. I like the fact that you're a moto chick. I, I just kind of had a feeling that I, – I don't know how you – I thought you guys knew each other, but I didn't think – in my mind, I didn't think you were, like, into moto. So that makes it way cooler. Yeah. Yeah, so I appreciate I appreciate what you did for Logan. He's a good dude, and as I was saying on the interview earlier, uh, you know, he works really hard. And as a privateer, I'm sure you know from listening to all the podcasts that, like, it's, it's, it's a struggle, right? These guys have to get themselves to the races – uh, and everything, every little bit helps. So you doing that for him really turned not only his weekend around or his week, his bad week, but like added to his season, Logan, I think. I mean, there's so much more hype now. And like you said, the stadium went crazy, right? And some of those people probably had no idea about the title sponsor, but it was just cool how excited you were. But the number of people that heard about the struggle you were going through, Logan, and then started following you and see that Hannah's helping you out, like, it, it's just been amazing for you, I have to assume. I feel like it couldn't have went, like, any better. Yeah. 
for one, I mean, for her to message me, you know, out of all privateers, I feel like, <laughs> hey, honestly, dude, I, dude. I am the perfect one to promote something like this, you know? Sure. And, uh, and yeah, dude, I mean, it was, it was so easy right from the start. I mean, she just, you know, offered this and I was like, yep, we can do that. Uh, pretty much no questions asked. Dude. Like, <laughs> you know, here's the money. Uh, she doesn't even know me. So she actually, she put a lot of trust in me too. And yeah. Then, that's, um, didn't even ask what race or nothing. And, uh, I was like, well, shit, I got to get this done like right now. So I called my graphic guy immediately. <laughs> Look, dude, we got to do this for this weekend. So. Well, <laughs> so we got it all. We got it all done barely, but it worked. It helps that she she's into moto and her boy, her her boyfriend that we that probably like you said. It, I don't I don't know that that would actually hurt your OnlyFans with this group. I think with the moto yeah. guys, the fact that you have ties to moto, even if you have a boyfriend, there's the guys are still going to be wanting to see the content. So I think they're good. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. but uh, anybody listening, if you guys haven't followed her on Twitter, it's at the Hannah Ray H A N N A. I made the mistake of adding the second H trying to search it out at first. So the Hannah Ray and on Instagram at Hannah Ray underscore original Uh, Hannah, anything else you want to promote or uh, anything else you want to say, but but like, again, just really cool having you on and what you did for Logan. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Always more to see at the the links in the bios. Yeah. So check it out give her a follow. (laughs) uh, We always say Scotty support the sponsors, right? All of our sponsors, race techs, fly racing, well, she's a sponsor of a privateer. Hey, maybe, maybe more people go join. Maybe she sponsors more privateers. Maybe we have Team Hannah Ray next year. No, 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 no. no this is my this is my sponsor. Okay, exclusive to Logan. I like that even better. Logan's one of our <laughs> hey. boys. All right. Hey, and get ready for this weekend too. We're uh, we're doing. She's sticking with me for one more weekend. Actually, uh, we're going what? to. Uh, we're going to push our limits a little bit this okay. weekend. Okay, yeah, so you teased we'll, it we'll last see. night on Pulp, but yeah. you didn't really give any details. So. Uh, is that all you're going to give us? We just that's all we yeah, get. Yeah, we'll, you'll see my bike on Friday. It'll look pretty cool. <laughs> Hannah, you going to make sure it to I'll one of these s- rounds? I'm trying to get to Denver. Well, yeah, I knew that one, but any, well, I guess <laughs> all the East Coast ones are kind of already over. And you said your Eastern yeah. time zone, so yeah, Detroit would have been Detroit or Indy actually if I had planned ahead. Yeah, well, yeah, well, Logan, we're going to work on Mathis, and I don't think <laughs> I, I feel like Steve needs needs to make it happen. So. That's a perfect, perfect deal for the privateer race to have one of the privateer title sponsors. Don't you think, Scotty? Yeah, that, the whole shot bonus. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, sure. I like it. Okay, I we're, think I think he would be game for that. I do too. Sure. So we're gonna work on that, Hannah. Thank you for coming on. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the Moto fans continue to support and keep throwing that money at you because that's oh yeah yeah it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on, and I really appreciate it. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Logan, hang tight for a second. Yep. All right, All right Logan. So, yeah, that's cool, man. She's she's rad. Yeah, dude. That was the first time I ever talked to her on the phone. That's so weird, dude. That, like, you've never yeah. met her. You've never talked to her, but she was willing to help you out. That Like, I shouldn't say weird. That's so – it's it's cool. It's, like, really unusual, but, like, yeah. she really obviously had a passion in it and thought, you know, thought that you were going to do well with it. Yeah, it was uh... – crazy a lot of, like i said a lot of people got my back and she's she's really got my back so it's pretty cool well that's fantastic man really really stoked to have you on um oh scotty's got one yeah, more. One, of, one of our listeners kind of wanted to know if if through this reign of sponsors with hannah and you know, i know there was a couple others that helped out did were you were you making more with this deal than you were with your other deal <laughs> um 
No. That was a long-term um, deal, though, you know? Yeah. Well. Yeah, I was, basically, I was supposed to get a, a pretty hefty salary that yeah. uh, I was never given. But uh, we'll, uh, we're going to handle that after Supercross. But yeah. um, for the meantime, I'll... Uh, I'll be I'll be doing fine still. She's uh, I've I've actually sold most of my title sponsors for for most races. I have two two openings left if anyone's interested and is interested in doing anything like that. So uh, yeah, just shoot me a message on Instagram or email me and you know, we'll try to get it figured out for the last couple of races. What's that email? Uh, it's Carno four seven one at AOL dot com. Go ahead and make fun of me. Nope. Got an AOL. Hey, dark side mx three at AOL dot com, buddy. Oh, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Why change it? It works. I know, dude. I don't want my shit to go anywhere else. It's fine going to AOL. Hell yeah, it works just right. I love it. Uh, one last <laughs> thing, man. I, I saw that Travis Delnicki, who's been wrenching for you and on the road with you all season, uh, is he? He's back home. He's done. He breached his contract. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> so we need a title sponsor for Delnicki now. That was a little double meaning there. Yeah. No, he had to. Uh, he has a really good job back yeah. home, and. Uh, he has to get um, a certain amount of hours in to get like a really good raise. So, um, yeah, he's a, he's out for the rest of the year. I'm trying to book him a flight to Seattle because I don't know if he's going back to work this week. But okay, I'm waiting here back. I'm waiting here back from. I tried calling him about an hour ago and he uh, he hasn't he hasn't messaged me back. He's probably playing video games with his buddy. <laughs> Damn motocross <laughs> riders never responding. Uh, uh, yeah. So, do you have a rinse for this this weekend? You got it all figured out. Um. No, I don't. Awesome. Actually. All right. So, I just booked my flight about an hour ago. Yeah. Anybody in uh, Seattle that wants to wrench for car now, any, anybody with any mechanics experience that wants to wrench for car now, make uh, Steve do it. You know the you know the email. Hit him up. So just tell Mathis that you got him a whole shot award if he comes and wrenches for you. There you go. Now we're now we're cooking Dude, with oil. How cool would that be if Steve wrenched for me at Seattle? That would be cool, but I don't. That think would just would. be a. That would just be another another thing. Well, I feel like I have a lot of little things going for me right now, and Steve wrenching for me would just be icing on the cake. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. We need. It to, wouldn't we'll, happen. No, probably not. But we need to. Well, we <laughs> blow him up on social. <laughs> That'd be awesome. When he uh, posts his next post, just everyone just comments. Yeah. Help Logan for Seattle. <laughs> hashtag Mathis wrench. Car- I don't. We got to come up with a good hashtag. <laughs> So, all right, Logan, we're going to let you go, man. I appreciate you coming on, even though, you know, Steve stole you a little bit last night, but that's all right. (laughs) Sounds good, Joe. I appreciate it. Anytime. All right, we'll see you, buddy. Take care. All right. Yep, bye. All right, thanks to Logan Carnell for coming on. Quick little break, and we'll be back with Doc Smith. Hey, this is David Vitterman, the Cobra. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Okay, next up, last and certainly least, (laughs) He is our Racetech Privateer Spotlight. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning gold valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Visit Racetech.com for more info and use that promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Uh, Tonight, Racetech brings us TJ, our co-host son, Privateer Doc Smith. What's up, buddy? How y'all doing? So we've been busting your balls. And obviously... That's what we do here. I mean, none of us could make it. Yeah, that never happens to me. Yeah, even qualify, (laughs) try to qualify for a night show. So it's all fun, man. But uh, tell us how it's gone so far. So you you did futures early in the season, had some issues with the AMA, got it all handled, got your points. 
talk about the season so far, what it's been, the, you know, the the expectations, the surprises, etc. Um, I mean, I I can start. I'll just start with like the actual Supercross stuff because the future stuff was, it was good to learn on, but then there was some back back stuff behind it that I just didn't want to deal with. Yeah. But um, yeah. So we came in to Daytona. Just we're learning. This is this whole year. Super, Supercross is just to learn. It's just to see where we're at, see what I need to work on, and just learn. And um, so I came into Daytona. I just pretty much my first my first. Honestly, all my practices, I pretty much rode like a C-class rider, and I just had to learn. Like, we came out of that one working on, okay, can't ride like a C-class rider. Okay, I have to pick my speed up. I was about six seconds off qualifying, and then I went and um, I went and rode out at GPF after Daytona. Mm-hmm. Went, and saw my, went and saw my brother, and then we went up to uh, Detroit and rode a lot better. Ended up um, first qualifying session breaking my foot. And uh, still rode the re- that rest of that qualifying session, and then did the next like the second qualifying session, and ended up two seconds off of qualifying. Yeah. So then, like, yeah, Daytona fifty seventh qualified fifty seventh. Yeah. Forty ninth in Detroit, which and we should talk about that, and then forty fourth in Indy. Yeah. Really close, like point seven it, seconds yeah, off. It was yeah point uh, it was zero point six six seven yeah, seconds off of, up, qual- but... off, off of qualifying in. Yeah. Yeah. Not even just being level with the person who was actually, like, beating them. Right, like, right. Yeah. So, like, we're learning, we're progressing, and that's what I like to see. I like to see the, the progression, the, con- the consistent progression. Because if I can do, knock a half a second, a second and a half off this weekend, then we're in, you know. Well, not this weekend, but the next. Yeah, the next, the next, the next East, Coast East Coast round, sure. So That's going to be a lot tougher, too, with Atlanta, with it being a showdown, right? Because yeah. you're going to have... Uh, is it, no, I'm not doing Atlanta. Oh, you're not doing Atlanta. No. Okay, okay. No, I'm doing. I'm doing the strictly East Coast rounds. Okay, all right. I think we're gonna do a one triple crown. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know which one that is. Okay, but uh, yeah, so, St. Louis maybe. That's yeah, it, yeah, St. Louis. I'm going. That's the yeah. next one I'm doing. I think that. I, yeah, Atlanta's not. I'm sorry, Atlanta's not after Seattle. Yeah, St. Louis is then then Atlanta. Sorry. Yeah. So right now, this week and probably even next week, I'm gonna be on the couch trying to let my foot heal up. Yeah, as much as possible. It's really it sucks. I it sucks to just drive right now, like hitting whoops this last weekend. It's just yeah. Was, well, we saw you go down on race day live, like just off the corner of the TV in the whoops. That was it. Wasn't a hard crash. Oh yeah, I, just, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. docks down. Yeah, that was uh, an interesting crash for sure. I was just yeah. going through it. I was like, oh oh oh, yeah. and then just it just fell over. Did so. we get some TV time, man? Like uh, those guys, Dan, Daniel Blair, and Dan Hubbard. They've They've been reading your sponsor list off. They said the Moto X Pod show and X Brand and Williams Moto Works a few times. Fly <laughs> Racing, yeah, Blood. All so. our sponsors are your sponsors. It seems oh yeah. Like. So, well, but, I have my own deals, but yes. But I'm saying the, the same sponsors <laughs> is what I mean. Uh, yeah, you got to help most of them you had before us. Um, yeah. Was anything surprising like coming from like you wrote you've rode Supercross, you've practiced Supercross, but once you get to real Supercross. Was it pretty much what you expected, or was it like, ooh, no, it was a little? No, it's a whole big learning curve yeah. with, the like, how the tracks form up and everything, and uh, all the, like, you don't see just, like, coming from amateur, you you always see, like, these hard hooks and everything, and you see really smooth, consistent, like, corners, and even at the Supercross practice tracks, you'll see hooks come in these corners, and you don't see that nearly as much. Granted, I haven't made a night show yet, so I'm not, <laughs> seeing, how it gets. I'm not seeing a main event yeah. track, but you still get it rutted up after... Like in the time time qualifying the first one, so I um yeah, so it's just seeing the track form up like that super different than just being 
just being there, just learning like to the schedule, everything. Yeah, every, yeah. everything is going back to trying to get some rest, fun. trying to get some food in you. The yeah. whole thing is new, right? Oh yeah. So like yeah. after this last weekend, like all the after, autographs and the fans screaming. <laughs> oh, I have all those every. <laughs> I just had to like every, run away. Every time we went, to, when we would go check on you at the, the races, or Scotty would check on you at Glendale at the van, like we just had to push our way through the, yeah. the wave of fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently, I was more stressed out than uh, Doc was, according You're to him. <laughs> yeah, he was knocking on the Doc. How old are you? <laughs> oh my God. Hey, hey, Dark Side. Do you know how old Doc is? Uh, how, how old are you? <laughs> How old am I? That's an actual question. That's a real question. That's his interview question. Yeah. Uh, I am 21. You know what? When you do the, the race day stuff, like at the next events, when you're doing the GoPro the stuff, like every first question should be, how old are you? <laughs> I'm a, I, just gotta, I guess I'm just going to run with, I'm just gonna have to run with it. You ran with the dark side thing. I'm just going to run with yeah. the age question thing. Anyway, I, I cut you off, as I always do. No, I just, I just kind of wanted to know, like, maybe – Something that you've experienced, like maybe with, with the track, with riding, or your own mental game, like something that maybe you didn't expect to experience, and like how you kind of have to deal with it. Honestly, um, my biggest thing I experienced was, I practicing is like its own thing, and then I get like I get to these races, and honestly, like mentally, I kind of just broke down. Like I went back to not do, hitting things how I know I can hit them. I'm not flowing, like I'm not pushing through like uh, transitions. I'm not hitting my corner. I'm not coming into my corners as fast as I normally would. I just kind of like backtracked on all this, all this writing I've been doing. And just do you went feel back like in. it's a confidence thing or like, like I'm, I'm nervous or I think it was more nerves yeah. than anything. It, the first, the, even, even this last weekend, I still had to work on it mentally. I can imagine, man. That's like, a big deal. Yeah. We hear a lot of guys come in and oh, I was just racing, but no, it's like, I mean, I'm not that way. Obviously again, I always say I'm not that talented, but I, I would think coming out of amateurs, you know, futures, whatever, lining up in the stadium knowing, hey, I'm about to try to race the best in the world and try to make a night show. Like, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of stress. It's not just another race. It's very different. Yeah. It's a different – It's it is still just racing, but it's a very different environment. You know, it's a different – again, like we talked about the schedule throughout the day, all the things you got to do at Supercross compared to a amateur national or whatever. It's, it's just different. It's totally new – so I, I get it, man. I mean, like I said, we bust your balls because we love you, but it's, you know, I mean, I think the one, like all the guys in our group chat, chat like your dad and Cooley and Mark Poole, they're all like, good job, Doc. And I'm like, go faster. You suck. Yeah. Like, that's even, that's even my I'm way, that way of showing you I love you, though, man. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, if I if I didn't care, I wouldn't bust your balls. Yeah, even, so. I, I, I'm pretty hard on myself. This is yeah. kind of the thing. I think it's one of the main reasons I've gotten as far as I have in the sport coming from where I came from. Yeah. So... I, I just pushed myself pretty heavy, and um, yeah. So every weekend, I I I look and I see the good things I did, but uh-huh. then I also like by Dwell myself on the bad. I I just push like the all my training throughout the week is all pushed on the bad of like yeah. I have to fix this. I have yeah. You got to get over that. You got to let the bad go. Oh and, no! It's like it what fuels my weekly. Oh, I got training. you. Okay. Yeah. I thought you meant like mentally. You're, no. Okay. No. 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 I remember I asked you in Arizona if you were like. Uh, like what you needed to do to like like hit the whoops or like what you and you're like yeah, I just don't need to be a pussy. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> literally faster. my words. Shift yeah. up, go yeah. faster. All right, Darkside's probably gonna bust my balls for this I one. Hope so, but so 
honestly, because we've known each other. What is it now? When did we first meet? We, uh, we think we were around 10. Yeah. So yeah. 10, so like three 14, years ago. no, 14 <laughs> years ago or something like that. It's 21. You've, remember? <laughs> you've honestly came f- further than any other person that we've been around that me and you kind of grew up racing with. Like if you look at it, anyone else that's still doing this at this point, Grant, John, Ryder, they were all up there. They were winning, you know. They were like amateur uh, national. Yeah, they were the guys. The Doc was always kind of, you know, right there. He was a year behind us, but so. Oh, yeah, and I was just a local mid-pack kid. Yeah, where can you attest your change to? Like where, where did it change? Was it the using your you know, the, the bad to fuel yourself and keep going or honestly, it was just the amount I wanted to be where I am. Like just even just having my licenses, I, um, it's just, that was a big goal for me. Now that's, that's a stepping stone to where I will actually want to be, but it was just like having no stepping stones and like, like almost planning out, okay, I want to get this and then I'll get this and then I'll get this. Like, yeah, that's what kept me going. Cause it kept me reaching goals. So I didn't just have one big goal. I had little goals yeah. to get to the big one. So I don't know. It's just pushing myself consistently. And going out to underground, that really helped. Just getting myself in a routine of consistently riding and stuff like that, that made a huge difference. Um, Jake wanted to know if how how narrow does the tough blocks make the track feel? Honestly, I, I didn't have that much of an issue. Like, we have a full-scale supercross track that I ride on pretty consistently. And um, I don't, like... I don't notice a difference even getting close to them comparative to the full scale that we have that we ride consistently. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty close to the same. He he also wanted to know that he also wanted to say that maybe you should check your DMS and you have a title sponsor waiting for you there. <laughs> oh yeah. At first hey, I was like, Oh really? Hit me up at any point. <laughs> I realized he was, yeah, he was just, yeah. Saying, okay. Referencing Carnot, but yeah, you never know. He does have a title sponsor. It's called TJ Smith racing. <laughs> racing for the Dad. sun Dad. racing <laughs> no it's, it's cool doc it really is cool seeing you out there and i mean i know you're getting closer and closer like the first the, honestly the first week i was like what the hell is he doing oh yeah because i know bad. you're better than that it was bad yeah was but like it's, it's improved it's every week and as you do more of them you get more confidence and you, and you put all the things all your training together you'll, you'll get you're gonna get in soon man and uh, you know honestly what i need to learn to do is just turn my mind off yeah, yeah. because I think too much, and then I start making mistakes. Like if I just go off of what I've been training on, which I haven't been able to do that. Like I haven't been able to do it one time from the futures races all the way through into what I've done now. I haven't been able to just turn my mind off. I'm always overthinking everything. Mm-hmm. Well, you kind of got you kind of got screwed in Arizona because you thought all I need to do is finish, and then turns out you were supposed to get a certain place, and like yeah, you, it was, like as you had all of a sudden change your mindset at the last second. Yeah. So that's tough. No, now, I didn't that, even, now that he's got the points, though, that's like. I think what he's talking about is it makes a lot of sense. It's like, yeah, you 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 can't you can't overthink it. You like you know you know the the motor skills. Yes, you know it how to make you know how to turn. You know how to hit a triple. You know how to hit the whoops. Like, just do it because just like I'm, I'm overthinking it to, to the turn point. It off. Yeah, I'm overthinking it to the point to where I could come notchy and just like yeah, not yeah. flowing. If right. whenever I can kind of turn my brain off and kind of just focus on what's ahead of me, but not overthink it. I just I flow with the track and mm-hmm. the muscle memory takes yeah. into effect. You just kind of yeah. hit your that, marks. The, all the training comes into effect right there. Yeah. Cause I feel, I feel like you were almost when you were doing the futures, your times were almost closer to that making the night show <laughs> yeah, position they than they, than yeah. they are. So it's, it's all mental. You'll get there though. Yeah. It takes time. 
All right, Doc, we're going to wrap this thing up. You got anything else you want to mention or say or thank? Uh, just thank you to everyone that is behind me and everything like that. I I mean, I wouldn't be here without them. And my dad supports me a crazy amount, but everyone that's behind me really makes it even more possible. Yeah, like I, I know Blood Lubricants, Williams Motor Works, Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, uh, Enzo is your suspension. That's yes. why we were kind of making the joke on suspension earlier. Uh, anybody else stands up? Any, any, uh, I have UBS Sports and... Um, Moto Graphics, yeah. my, my graphic sponsor, they helped me out a lot. Uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't have the graphics I have without them. You know how cheap my dad is. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Jake, Jake had a good one. He said, mark it down, giveaway time, Doc Smith front number plate to the first night show he makes. I mean, I'll, I'm down. I want, am I like eligible for this? Yeah, get, like have, when when that time comes, have a contest and give away. How about we have a con- – Doc needs to make some money. He's a privateer. Yeah. Well, right. it's just – how about all Doc? What's your cash app? I don't have one. So, oh, so like, we'll what, what, so you're saying like, like make I, it like a? I don't know that. Uh, do you I, really want to give away your first one? I mean, it'd be nice to keep, but yeah. I also have two other. I can. I'm, keep, I'm just I reading away what you're saying. Yeah, give like, a side, side, side okay, panel. Okay, a signed side panel. Sign, signed, yeah. signed side panel from his first main, Say which will be times. St. Louis. Um. Yeah, we could do something like that. Signs, signs, side pedal in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. That's a lot. We could do all right, Jake. But you, you're ineligible because you came up with it. <laughs> well, he he would have. I mean, he probably still win it anyways. That's why I said he's ineligible. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll make sure to listen. Jordan, live Jordan's time. eligible, but it. Jake's not. TJ, your dad say can't afford it. They <laughs> <laughs> can't afford it. So I'll, have to, I'll have to talk to Foley about it. Yeah, you know? we'll get you. We'll get some <laughs> graphics and some to Foley give me some, give yeah. me a side panel. Absolutely. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap this thing up. Uh, yeah, I think. Oh yeah, and a cherubis. Don't forget a cherubis. A yeah. cherubis. Say it right. Cherubis. Uh, chair. Like you're sitting in a chair. A chair. You're sitting a in cherubis. a chair. Okay. A cherubis. Yeah. A cherubis. A cherubis. A cherubis. I and your dad refuses to say it right. And when we did the commercial, which we're about to redo commercials really soon. Yeah. I'm like three months that. behind on that. Um, I I worked with Tyler and Tanap thirty minutes. He'd say, a cherubis. I'd say, no, a cherubis. Okay, a cherubis. All right, let's record. Uh, a cherubis. <laughs> nope. I finally just gave up, so it still says a cherubis because he just couldn't do it right. Couldn't get it, man. Way to go, Tyler. It's a nap. <laughs> but anyway, a cherubis USA, race tech suspension, fly racing, X-brand goggles, works connection, torque one racing, R jerky, berm lords, graphics, and jersey ID. Just hit Shand up today. They are about to make me my graphics for my YZ250. They will not have – this is funny, guys. So you, you, if you listen, you know about the stickers on the old graphics kit. So I sent an email over to Adam with the, the logos that I wanted on this YZ st- kit. He's like, what about this one? I said, damn it. I said, look, I'm trying to not do too many logos. He goes, no, if we add that one, it won't be too many. I said, yeah, but what about all the other ones I'm forgetting? Like if I forget one or I'm leaving one off, then I leave another one off. But I think we're good. I think we're going to have a so really... So no, you're not going to number plate it up again or nope. fender it up again? We're gonna real, it's going to be subtle. This one's gonna, it's gonna so be, it's going to have like... I love Adam and them. You should, you, you should just go for it and then do like the old freestyle picture with the, no number on the front plate, just sticker it oh, out. Geez. Can you, you do your jerseys? You like, like just throw I thought up about a, I thought about doing one that was like just plastered with like every single sponsor on the front. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought just, about doing that. Yeah. Just all the way down the front, yeah. down the arms. Sleeves, and, everything. Like, honestly, you could just not have to have elbow cups. You could just have... Have a logo like, on the elbow? No, no. I have oh. like four different sponsors plastered across right here. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right. Anyway, Firm Lords Graphics <laughs> and Jersey ID, Shock Socks, Williams Motor Works, Extreme Colors, Blood Lubricants, Power Band Racing, 
and True Fusion Sports. That is a wrap for episode 247. Oh, you want the outro, and I never remember which button it is. Stop acting like an Stop acting like an idiot. You're the idiot. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. I don't believe that's it. That's your advice <laughs> for St. Louis. Oh, yeah, right. All right, peace, guys. See ya.